Welcome to this week's The Sports Block Podcast here. Nathan Stacken here with you alongside my good friend and co-host of this podcast, Travis Krins. Travis, how are you? Travis. Good, good. Um, let's just get it out of the way. Death, taxes, and you beating me in fantasy football. It just, it never, I don't think I've beaten you. It just, I, I don't recall the last time I've beaten you. In our fantasy football league, I, I just can't. Uh, congrats on the win this week. Uh, it looks as though you will be in the playoffs as of the recording of this podcast. So that's a, a, a feather in your cap. So congratulations on uh, and uh, best of luck to you in the playoffs. I feel like it's been a while since I've actually made the playoffs in your league. I looked it up a couple years ago. I think you beat me at least three times. Oh. It doesn't seem that way. As bad as I remember. I feel like it was maybe like six and three or five and three, something like that. Boy, it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> I feel like it's like eight and one is what it feels like. But I remember we uh, we talked in fantasy football throughout the year and I didn't feel like I lost too many games or certain games didn't go my way that I needed them to in the last two weeks, it was I had to win my last two, and I needed with the cow lickers uh, yep. to lose their last two. Who, who is the cow lickers? Uh, it's a, someone that my stepdad works with. And he's got a solid team. And uh, I needed him to lose the last two, which I didn't think was going to happen. Uh, last week, Justin Tucker was the difference. Yep. So Kelsey beat him. Mm-hmm. and. I saw he missed like a 35 yard field goal I'm like well that goes my chances of course he would miss yep. my first ever field goal ever yeah, yeah. I beat him yep I did but too ultimately he got enough points so came out of this week and how things things went well and I had a good week and I think I've got a, a team that can win mm-hmm. the whole thing because Wyoming when he has his big weeks, it's like 40-point weeks. Yes. But he sometimes has 20-point weeks. So it's, uh, he's been a top-five quarterback, but he's had, uh, I don't know, in- inconsistent, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, I have no idea what, what he's going to do from week to week. So Nick Chubb's been very good. Has yes, yes. a lot. What he has, he's been excellent. And uh, Devontae Adams has been good. The difference, I think, this week was, was what Mike Gusecki, I mm-hmm. picked him up. He got me 18 points. Yes, he did. Yep. You know who used to have him? Probably you. I did, yep. Yep. Released him. I had Gronkowski the first couple games. He didn't do anything. Yep. I I, I had Hayden Hurst with Atlanta. Yep. And he really didn't do anything either. And there's really tight end. There's not anything out there. Four tight ends. He was getting me like nothing. I'm like, I got to get another tight end. Somebody Mm -hmm. else. So I picked him up. That ended up working. Uh, Antonio Gibson, he's been out, so he's been uh, in that big Thanksgiving day game. He hasn't done anything since then. So, going in, you know, I take some hill. Was there for a week that uh, got me through. So, yep. I'm going to play the number one C, I assume, being the one in the wild card. So, and I think I've think I got a chance to see how it, see how it ends up. But, um, what are, the, what are the payouts again for the top? Oh, God. Top, uh, it's like. Fourth, fourth place gets minimum thirty bucks, I believe. Um, and first place, I'd have to, I have to go through the, the whole list. I don't have it off of the top of me, but uh, yes, you get in, you're gonna get money here regardless. So um, 
Yeah, uh, I gotta next year. I gotta attack the quarterback uh, position. I think a little earlier than than what I did. Uh, Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford highly uh, inconsistent uh, throughout the year. So that's gotta wanna, that's gotta change. Yeah, he, I wanted Pat Mahomes as what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I knew that would have worked out fine, but I got lucky with with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good year, so I'm. Thankful that he is—he's been good. Um, Aaron Rodgers was good again. And somebody I always like to target. Yeah. And I seem to struggle with the running backs. But Nick Chubb—I really only have like one or two running backs. I've got a boatload of receivers. I wish we could play like six receivers. <laughs> I feel like I'm always very deep. Yep. At the receiver position, but I can't use them all. So, yeah, quarterback. I feel like you need a good quarterback. Yep. Well, next year, the rules will change a bit. To, we'll be going to PPR. Now, it won't really change the whole strategy of, you know, the quarterback-wise, but there there won't be any bonus points, so that will be eliminated. So the yeah, quarterback might, uh, might go um, – you might get a few fewer points from the quarterbacks, but – um, so we'll see. So that we were going to make the change this year, but with with COVID and stuff, it just so much was up in the air. Had to keep things the same. So if if all goes according to plan, uh, we'll be looking at doing a, a PPR format next year. So, um, but congrats on uh, on the win. Um, I made a valiant effort there at the end, but like the Vikings, uh, just coming up short and too many bad moves uh so like death taxes and you beating me in fantasy football it's death taxes and vikings field goal kickers struggling i mean i don't know how much of this game you watched uh, i saw the whole thing i've seen every uh i've seen most of them this was this was what i remember i remember this game dan bailey my god uh, I mean, that sucks for him because he was good. Yep. Yeah. Then he got hurt with Dallas. Then he came to us with his third year. His first year was so-so. Like last, he was really good last year. Yep. Yeah. And then the last couple of weeks, you know, he had the 54 yarder. You can't blame him much for that. That was a 45, 46 yarder, and those are tough. But you got to make your extra points. Got to make your field goals inside 40 yards. Mm-hmm. And what he hasn't got cut yet, as far as I know. And nope. He hasn't. Not. Not before. yet. Yep, I I don't know who's a good kicker on the field goal or on the market right now. Anybody, anybody, <laughs> pick them up. I don't care. And they just Adam signed. They just signed. Yeah, I would take I would take Chase Vinatieri. Oh, I would, you know you, I guess you said Adam, but I'll take Chase. Uh, give him yeah. a give him a go at it. Um, I it just you know the the more I look at it, I know drafting a kicker is an inexact science. I mean, look at what the Vikings had with Daniel Carlson. He he misses three field goals against Green Bay a few years back, gets whacked, and now he's had a pretty nice resurgence in uh, with, with the Raiders now. Uh, but I think the guy last year that uh, that is the, you know that we were looking at that I would have liked to get, uh, and that has propelled you into the fantasy playoffs is yep. Rodrigo Blankenship. I mean, he is about as uh, as easy money as you can get. Like, you know what? You, you just feel good whenever he kicks it that he's going to make it. Yeah, he'll have a few misses here and there, but not to the extent that, you know, Bailey's going to give. Yeah, so I think that's certainly something now that the Vikings have to look at either after this season or, I mean, maybe this week. Who the hell knows? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, can Bailey get a snap out of it? Yes, but, I mean... It's too important right now. If this was, you know, if they had three or four wins, whatever. Yep. But they're in the midst of the playoff race. They ain't winning games, I guess. And it was, uh, you know, I guess the number one reason and the most important yes. reason why this game did not go their way. He was... He was the, the most evident. Yes, yeah, he was not the sole reason why the Vikings lost to the Bucks, but he is the he is the main reason because it changes how your how you call the game. Um, and Kirk bears a little bit of responsibility for what those two sacks that he took in the fourth quarter when they had a first and goal. Like if you can give him a thirty yard field goal, Dan will hopefully make that. Uh, it makes it a one possession game. It would have been twenty three to seventeen then at the time. Kirk, uh, you know, got got sacked twice. It pushed it back to the twenty eight yard line. Forty five yard field goal missed. Vikings are pretty much doomed at that point. Uh, but Kirk, I thought played really well. You know, with the designed runs and stuff. Um, it, it was about as good of a start as you could ask for for the Vikings. You know, to run the ball against the number one ranked rush defense in the NFL. Uh, Dalvin played well. It just seemed like they had a great game plan, and then to be just screwed by your kicker, it's 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 mind-boggling. And then to top it off, the officials, the game, the the, the clock, uh, the game clock keeper. Uh, <laughs> there is no way in on God's green earth that they that that was that there was a second left. That was two and a half seconds at least. How did the how did the second stay on the clock there? That's a bunch of bullshit. It really is. Yeah, I mean that uh, they got a lot of calls. I mean they're just bad missed calls. The uh, the pass interference was a bad one. Uh, on on, half, on Gladney. Of, oh, yep. In okay. eleven years. Yep. I think it's been called. Yep. Yep. Like even even just looking at it, there's contact, but nothing. Like, you can't call that. Like, you just can't. That was not... It was not egregious. Like you just can't. That's not consistent with what happens on those plays. So that's what, that's three points. Yep. That's the big one. I only Harrison Smith, he gets called for targeting seemingly every other week. And that's, that's another tough one. You know, it was helmet to helmet, so that's, that's what it is. That was another one. That would have been a third down. Yep. I thought the, Glad- I thought the Gladney pass interference penalty was a little ticky tacky as well i thought he played i thought he made a good play on the ball so you, you add it all up to the vikings and instead of losing by 12 no you, you take away one you add one you know maybe better should have been a three or six point game as they have that final drive but ultimately you know they, they come up just short yep yeah just imagine if it had been 10 nothing um just the, the the mindset of the Vikings and the, maybe the mindset of the Bucks. Then at that point, with how they would have had to play, um, it just it's the way it goes. The Vikings are, have been so close, but again, you you look at the way this season has gone, and yeah, the Vikings have been disappointing, but the defense looks like they are going to be really good uh, in you know, next year, you know, you get the another a year under each of these corners belts, Gladney and Dantzler. Dantzler looks like he's going to be a stud. Um, Eric Wilson, if you can get him re-signed, you're going to get Kendricks and Barr back. I mean, they played this game without Kendricks, and Tom Brady didn't even have 200 yards passing, which is staggering. Um, you're gonna Tom get- Brady, I, the first time I've really seen him, 
Like, he did not look good. No, he didn't. He didn't. Like, those two throws that he missed, I... I mean, ooh, they were bad. There's mm-hmm. not throws I remember NFL quarterbacks making that were as far off as those two throws that he had that were 10, 5, 10 yards over and above and past. And these receivers were wide open. There's nobody within 10 yards yeah. of either of these guys. These were two of the worst passes I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Ever seen. Yep. And he's old, and I assume he's going to play again next year. And either they're good enough, they'll make the playoffs, which they can maybe win a playoff game. But, like, they're now, I don't think they're a serious contender uh, for anything. And he had the nice long 50-yard touchdown. That looked good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he, it was it was not good. And I guess he's going to continue to play. But, yeah, definitely diminished. And if he would have stayed with New England this year, you know, maybe they're a little better than, than what they have been. But uh, I think he saw the writing on the wall. He says, I probably can't get out of the AFC with, with Kansas City out there and everybody else. So, I mean, you, you just look at the AFC East. They've got Tua, who seems good. They've got uh, Josh Allen, who's... Uh, I'm not going to jump on Buffalo yet because I don't trust him in a big game. But, boy, but do they look good right now. I mean... Like like, he, he's, he Even last night, that was a shaky start for him. Last night. But that's a great defense in Pittsburgh. We, we do have to recognize that. Um, and he, Stephon Diggs is having a career year. Yeah. I mean, it's just fan, it's phenomenal. And then the Jets are going to get Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I don't know what New England's going to do. But uh, for the first time in 20 years, those three other teams finally have quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm just as I'm looking around the NFL. I can't really find a whole lot of teams that I think are going to be guaranteed bad next year. Um, I, I think there. I think it's going to be a very competitive team. Well, I don't know. I don't know where they're. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with the with you know their quarterback position. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound like Allen Robinson's going to be back, which would be good. But I I think you know the Jets are certainly going to be bad. I think the Bengals will be better. Uh, Joe Burrow comes back healthy, and you you build on that defense stuff. I think they can be good. Um, you know, I don't know what the Lions are gonna be like if they move on from Stafford, but it just seems like a, it's it's gotten a lot more even now. Where you look at a lot of these teams in the AFC East in particular, well, you could make an argument for pretty much every, any of those teams outside of the Jets that um, you know that that. They can beat one another. Uh, same thing in like the NFC East or the NFC West. It, I, I'm just going to be very curious to see how it all pans out in free agency and um, and the draft. But to me, it, it seems like there are there are a few great teams and then a lot of really good teams, and probably even a few really good teams that aren't going to look as good because they're playing some really difficult competition. The NFC probably doesn't need that extra wild card spot, but seems like there's maybe going to be nine good teams in the AFC. At least maybe two of them are going to miss out. Between like you know the Raiders, uh, the Dolphins are on shaky ground right now. You got Baltimore. Like two of those three are not going to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, uh, I would not put the Raiders probably in the category of uh, good right now. Because 
they are just I mean it's bad right now what's going on um with their defense and stuff I mean they they should have lost to the Jets and yeah for it to be to, to be to just see what's going on with well, them um little they got the Chargers Thursday should win and that the Chargers the, the Chargers Falcons game those were like two oh god what a, what a perfect what a perfect matchup of those yeah. two fucking teams that uh-huh. can't seem to win a game that their life depended on it yep so you got the Chargers then you got Miami that's uh that's, I guess, Saturday night. So that's, you know, Raiders-Miami. That's going to knock somebody out there. Miami's got to win that game. And then you, then you finish up at Denver. So their, their schedule, not difficult. But um, I, I, I know the Ravens are good. They're probably going to beat the Browns tonight. We'll see. I think they're okay. I think they are. Um, but you got Miami. I'd really like to see Miami in the playoffs. That's what Charlie. As with Charlie, they got to beat New England next week. They got to beat New England, and then it comes down Raiders and Buffalo. They got to beat the Raiders. So win these next two, you're 10, 10 and six. I think you're in good shape. Because if the Ravens win this one, they might run the table. Yep. So, I don't. Th- um, but I don't think you're going to get by the Colts and the Browns for those other two spots. No, it's it's it's, it's basically again. If, if we don't like the Raiders, then it's basically. Miami and Baltimore uh, for that, and really if Baltimore wins this game, I think they got to be the favorite to uh, really have the Bengals or whatever yeah. uh, Baltimore the, has. Ravens left. finish up with Jaguars, Giants, and Bengals. So yeah, it's by all means they should they should win those final three games. So if they yep. win this one, uh, eight and five, they went out there eleven and five. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. And they'd be, you know, they can't win the playoffs, but they'd be in a five-game winning streak. So. Yep. Uh, and Cardinals won, so the Vikings are a game back. This is a, it's a de facto elimination game coming oh. up this week against the Bears. I would hope that the Vikings will win. Uh, hopefully Brian O'Neill will play. Hopefully Ezra Cleveland will play. Hopefully Rashad Hill plays because their offensive line banged up in that game against the Bucks. Um and maybe the Bears got their one really good game out of the way. Uh, Trubisky, I think, took it to heart. Uh, you know, all that talk about, oh, the Bears should have taken Deshaun Watson over you, and they should have. I mean, let's 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 not make any bones about it. Uh, the Michael Jordan of football should have been taken by the the play, the city where uh, MJ played. Um, but he played really well. Uh, that didn't help the Deshaun Watson that he was out like his top four wide receivers and running back with you know either COVID or suspensions and stuff. So that wasn't good. Um, but hopefully the Vikings beat the Bears. Uh, can make that Christmas Day game important. And you know what? The the Saints are going to lose to the to the Chiefs this week. Like it's 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 going to happen. There's no way if you can't if you can't beat Jalen Hurts, you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes, uh, especially in a fairly empty dome. Uh, so Drew Brees, I don't think is going to practice this week. Who knows if he's going to practice next week on a short week? So maybe the Vikings luck out and get to play Taysom Hill. Well, maybe they'll be able to stop him. Uh, maybe they want to play Drew Brees instead. Well, who knows? I 
Drew Brees would be, I think, be able to pick apart their secondary a little bit more than Taysom Hill would, though. Yeah. Uh, so if I, mean, they, I mean, everything last week went as expected. Vikings lost, Cardinals won. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, we're banking on going two and two, and Arizona also going two and two, and winning the tiebreaker. And yep. that starts with beating the the Bears, which I'm not. I was very confident they were going to win the first time, and they did. And I'm not real confident they're going to beat the Bears a second time. Mm-hmm. So, and if they don't, mm-hmm. it's probably done with. So, yep. I mean, you, you need the Rams there to beat the, the Cardinals one more time. Yep. And then uh, what, what's the other? What Forty Niners. Uh, the the Cardinals play the Eagles this week, the 49ers the next week. Both those games are at home, and then they finish up at L.A. So you, you need that Rams game. You need them to lose that one. And then one of these next two. I mean, the Eagles look pretty good. San Francisco is competitive. So um, they're both at home, though. So like, like both of those games are kind of toss-ups for me yep. between uh, the Eagles in San Francisco, so uh, you, you gotta lose one of those, and hope, uh, hope you lose to the Rams again. So. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, as mentioned, Jalen Hurts uh, had the double triple over 100 yards rushing and 100 yards throwing. As the Eagles shocked, they pulled the shocker off on Sunday out of all the the games that happened and and beat the Saints. Uh, and now that means that the Packers are the one seed in the NFC, which doesn't make me happy, but it's foreseen. Uh, and you look at the Packers schedule here coming up. They have uh, who do they have here? They have the Titans the last, uh, the second to last weekend. And they're at Chicago. And who do they have this week? They're at home against someone. Uh, who cares? Uh, they're gonna win whoever they play. Um, oh, yeah, they play Carolina this week. So I mean, good lord, um, <laughs> enjoy that one. Uh, they're gonna kick the crap out of the Panthers. So, Packers, uh, the, the game against the Titans, that's going to be the, the the deciding factor in all likelihood. But that would require the Saints to beat the Chiefs this week, and I don't think that's going to happen. So, the Saints really botched their their chance at home field by losing to the Eagles. Uh, so one, one more thing about the quarterback. Yeah. Um, Which quarterback? Kirk? The, the quarterback. Okay. Like, the stats say that he's really good under pressure, blitz or whatever. But I just feel so uneasy when there's pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he threw the ball away once they're late. I like that. I wish he would do that more. I hate when he takes sacks. Uh, you mentioned they moved him back 20 yards on his two sacks late, where he maybe could have given the kicker uh, a makeable field goal. Yep. That was the one. That was the lone mistake that I yeah. that I had of him or critique I had of him for this game. But uh, otherwise, I thought he played pretty well. Uh, the the little bit of a high pass to Justin Jefferson that fell incomplete on a third down early in the game that could have uh, resulted in a first down and uh, made it so Bailey didn't have to kick. Yep. Yeah. A lot of short passes. A lot of short passes Sunday. Uh, CJM, they got plenty of work. Yep. Uh, he fumbled once. There were at least a couple times where it looked like he almost going to fumble again. To where he, 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 I don't know, the, the, the passer rating, which we'll get to in a bit, says he's good when they're blitzing and he does well to exploit that. But I I don't like it when he's pressured. They had that quarterback draw, which 
stunned the hell out of me. What a great call. Worked, great call. That was unbelievable. And it worked fine. So I'm very uneasy when he gets pressured. And uh, this, is, this is Kirk Cousins. It's just it's very frustrating. I think like, it's, it's good, it's but the, it's also bad. But it, like, it, it fell apart once the injuries to the offensive line happened. And then the the Bucks were able to tee off on on the likes of you know Rashad Hill and uh, Drew Samia. Oh my God, Drew Samia! I mean, oh my God, this is a TJ Clemming he's got. Like you, you need to find anybody better. He has played quite a bit. You gotta get rid of him. Even he, even as in a backup role, he cannot be on the field. He's one of the worst mm-hmm. at his position. He cannot be on this team. I never understood how T.J. Clemmings could have a full season, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. I got to say, we need to get some other guy. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I, the, the, the needs, I'm already, I already know their draft needs. Uh, offensive tackle, a safety, wide receiver, and kicker. Uh, maybe kicker over wide receiver. I, w- I, I would not, I would not draft the kickers or the <laughs> They need to address it. They need to address it one way or the other. I'll tell you what. This the wide receiver that I'm all in on uh, for the Vikings getting uh, this year. Um, it's not Devontae Smith from Alabama because I don't think he'll be available. But if he is, I think you almost have to take him there, even if there's a good offensive lineman. You know which wide receiver I'm going to say? From the Florida guy, tight end, or what is he? Nope, nope, uh, not not Mr. Pitts. Uh, let me get him pulled up here. Have you ever have you ever heard, Travis, of Jalen Darden? Jalen Darden. I don't know. He is a wide receiver. Jalen Darden. Better not be close to Carolina. He's a wide receiver for North Texas. Oh man, we're going deep. And all he's done this year is have 74 receptions for 1,190 yards and 19 touchdowns. This guy is the real deal. Uh, So I want the Vikings. I don't know if I think he he has potential to go number like in the first round. Uh, If he he were to slide into the second round, I would take him in a heartbeat. Uh, But Jalen Darden is the wide receiver that I would love, absolutely love the Vikings to end up with. He's the guy this year for me. Um, but I think offensive line certainly shore that up a little bit. Kicker, uh, safety, because Anthony Harris is not going to be back. That's fine. Um, and he's not, he's not playing very well. No, he hasn't. Oh. No, he hasn't. Uh, maybe a one-year uh, wonder sort of deal. I mean, I wouldn't mind maybe even a trade to Cleveland. You know, just send him there. And Well, I guess that the, the, that trade deadline deal is passed. Uh, so they gotta they got to address the safety position. I think they will, though. Uh, so those are my needs, I think, right now to really solidify this team. Uh, offensive line, safety, kicker, and wide receiver. Uh, free agency or the draft. You, you take whatever you get. Um, I'm off the quarterback. I, w- I was with the quarterback for a long time. Um, and now I'm not. And I'll be curious here. I'm just spitballing when I, get, when I say this. Do you think the issues with Carson Wentz will impact Trey Lance's draft stock at all? I don't think so. Okay. No. I did, the only reason I ask that is because if you see Carson Wentz and the struggles that he has had, he recently just got benched. Jalen Hurts came in and played very well. 
I just wonder if people are going to maybe start to question, well, was it the system at North Dakota State that made him as good as what he is? And maybe that will make people question whether or not Trey Lance is going to be that next um, good quarterback, like worthy of a first-round pick. Uh, Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU, has jumped him in many mock drafts from what I've seen. But Lance certainly seems like he's going to be a first-round pick for sure, probably a top 15 pick or so. It's crazy because like he, he barely played. He's played one year. Mm-hmm. So they're taking a chance on him. Uh, I like Rondale Moore out of uh, Purdue, that wide receiver. Mm, yes, he's good. Talking wide receivers, so he would be somebody. Rashad, um, how about Rashad Bateman from Minnesota? Yeah, it'd probably be late first round, I would think. So, uh, Vikings probably going to be picking, like, 15, 16, somewhere around there, maybe. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, offensive line would be nice, again. Um, yeah, quarterback's probably off the table, unfortunately. There was a quarterback I was looking at. He didn't have a very good year. His team sucks. Um, there was one quarterback, though, that I, I would pick. Who's that? Huh. Uh, he's having a very good year. Um, he's probably going to be maybe runner-up for the Heisman. Oh, okay. So, um, it's okay. So it's, not, it's not Kyle. It's not Kyle Trask. Um, yeah, that's who, I would, that's who I would watch. Oh, that is who you want. Okay, because Trask has had a really good year. Yeah, so he's, um, yeah. Florida has not had good quarterbacks for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's been their best since Tebow. And he'd be somebody that I would want if you get him. Uh, whenever you get him, second, third round, but he'd be somebody. He's probably a borderline first-round guy at this point. But I would I would want him. I like him. Colts fans are on my ass on Twitter because I said I that... You, you really riled them up today. I, did. <laughs> I, I didn't... It, this didn't come to me like in an epiphany. Uh, it's... It was more or less. I heard it on the on the telecast of the Eagle Saints game that they were talking. Uh, Daryl Johnston, Kevin Burkhart were talking about Carson Wentz's struggles, and they were like, "Well, Frank Reich, uh, you know that bond that he had with Carson Wentz maybe like went beyond coach and player, and that Carson really, you know, like he thrived with Reich in the." In the system, because Reich was the offense, or was he? The, I think maybe the offensive coordinator, the quarterbacks coach uh, for the Eagles Super Bowl team that year, and that was the year that Carson Wentz was doing really good MVP type season, and then got hurt, and um, and then he his struggle ever since because Reich went to take the uh, head coaching job at Indianapolis. Well, Indianapolis is going to need a quarterback. They have plenty of money, plenty of salary cap money. And it just makes way too much sense to me that I like if, if Philly says once is still their long term deal, but if Hertz gets them back into contention and shows them something, I think you'd be crazy not to at least consider moving him. And Indianapolis would be the spot because Rivers is going to be gone. Uh, what else are you going to do with that with that money? Why don't you maybe? I mean, they weren't afraid to trade a first round pick for DeForest Buckner, and that. It seemingly worked out. I don't think you would necessarily have to give up a first-round pick for uh, to the Eagles for Wentz, but um, like I said, the Colts have a lot of money. I, I think it would be something to consider. That's why I said it was a bold prediction. I'm not saying and say it's gonna happen. I said this is a bold prediction, and Colts fans uh, must have missed that that uh, part of the tweet. Yeah, 
money is, there's got to be something about this contract. Yep. So, for the Eagles, we got to pay a portion of that because I think you do like $100 million for four years. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to comment on that thing. Because um, they're paying for the purpose $25 million. Then they're going to end up paying Carson Wentz about the same, give or take. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Phil Rivers has been good and bad. He's been okay. They're going to make the playoffs, but it makes a lot of sense because something's wrong with this guy, and he used to be decent. Now he's awful. So, it just can't all be injuries and this and that because we see somebody else play with the same players, and Jalen Hurts won a game against a good team and ran all over a team that doesn't give up rushing yards. So, so there you go. I don't know how they get rid of the guy, but the Colts would be as good as any. I would think. Yep. It's just if you can, if you can repair him. I mean, that's that's the key. And it's not like, would you rather take a chance on Carson Wentz and his ability for the next five years, or ask Philip Rivers to try one more year with you? I mean, I don't think I can't see Philip Rivers taking the Colts to the, the to the promised land. Certainly not in the AFC that's loaded with Patrick Mahomes and. Lamar Jackson and what's looking promising in Miami with Tua <laughs> uh, and Cleveland. I just I don't see in, in Tennessee with what they're doing uh, as of late. I don't see what Philip Rivers can do to take the Colts over that hump. Maybe Carson Wentz can do that. Maybe. Like they're a team that obviously they need a quarterback. They could have to die late. I think you're going to get maybe, what, five quarterbacks in the first round? You know the top two. You got the BYU guy, which I don't know about. You got Trey Lance, who I also don't know about. So you feel confident those four, and maybe, like, Kyle Trask will get drafted with the Alabama guy. I think he is the senior. He might be, you know, I assume he'll get picked, you know, third round or fourth round or whatever, and he might win the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I thought I had Detroit picking Tua last year at pick number three. I felt they should have done that because yes. who else is going to come around that's better than him? Mm-hmm. I think Detroit, we got to move on from Matt Stafford. Like, Matt Stafford, go, go, go to Indianapolis, Matt Stafford. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think he's a good quarterback. I would... I would probably vote for him for the Hall of Fame, even though I don't think he's going to get in. But at the end of the day, he's going to have all these gaudy numbers. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna, he might not have a single playoff win. So, he's been a good quarterback, and it sucks that his career's been wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's made Detroit a whole lot better than they used to be. Yep. Where they make the playoffs every once in a while, but they're still not good. So, sucks for him to basically uh, have a wasted career. You got to, what, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yep. Might be out there. Yep. Yep. Uh, New England. New England's going to need a guy. So, that press cap, we'll see what happens with him. Mm-hmm. So, there's going um, to be a lot of people, I guess, a lot of quarterbacks out there. Like, what do the Falcons do with Matt Ryan? Yep. Yep. What do um, the Jets with Sam Darnold? Is he just lost? Is he, is, is he just done? Is he a backup? I, th- I think and Sam Darnold still got potential. I think you got to get the weapons around him, and uh-huh. you got to get you know offensive line. Like, look what he's had to deal with. I mean, he, you know, we we talk about Josh Rosen and the the bad luck that that guy had 
you know, with a terrible offensive line in Arizona and they draft Kyler Murray and, you know, you know, gets traded in Miami. It's just like, you know, top 10 pick never really got a chance to really develop and show what he's got. I kind of feel that way with Sam Darnold, but I think Darnold's better than Rosen. Yeah, it's unfortunate that he's in that situation. And if you absolutely need a guy, I mean, Alex Smith to be a whatever, yeah. just to be a one-year guy yep. for whatever team. Just to be, I mean, Washington, they might, they might end up winning that division. They could yeah, and they look really good. That defensive line, Jonathan Allen from Alabama, and, of course, Chase Young. I mean, my goodness. That's just phenomenal. He might be, he might be the rookie of the year. He will. He, he definitely will on the, the defensive, defensive side. Yep. De- defensive for sure. Um, yeah, he, what he's doing is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, Dak Prescott to Indianapolis, too. I thought about that, too. I mean, that's not uh, unlikely. Um, Dak Prescott would be the guy that could elevate Indianapolis to maybe the to the Kansas City level with Patrick Mahomes. Just with just uh, maybe just maybe just one step below. But I would put I would immediately put Indianapolis if Indianapolis got Dak Prescott, I would immediately put them right below Kansas City. I wouldn't even no ifs ands or buts. There, it's just it's Kansas City and then Indianapolis. They would leapfrog Baltimore. But yeah, Dak Prescott's really good. Yeah, he's uh, he's really good. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Hopefully, something happens with quarterbacks this year because mm-hmm. usually there's not a lot of movement. But um, yeah, there's some there's some guys that might be out there. Do we want to talk disappointing Jacks or? Uh, college football next. Zach Rabbit's good that up. Okay. We, we praised them. We sung their praises last week. We're like, yes, this Jack Rabbit women's team may be the best uh, since uh, in, in a very long time. And then they, they, for lack of a better term, shit the bed against uh, nor, against Kansas State and Northern Iowa. Wasn't good. Uh, AJ criticized them or critiqued them. I would say criticized is probably the better word, and rightfully so because it didn't look very good. It it's one week you were you know it certainly wasn't a good week for them, but I don't think it's a an indictment necessarily on what their season's going to be like. I think they will bounce back just fine from this. But it was so nice to see them ranked and then to to lose the way they did and not even close is just awful. And then for SDSU to give up, you know, what, 48 points, 46 points, whatever, for uh, Umundi uh, from USD. I mean, mean, it's great that they won the first couple of games in the Dakota Showcase. That's nice. But, boy, you lay a major egg against your in-state rival here, and then you kind of, you're hearing some stuff perhaps about uh, about Noah Friedel. It's like, where, where the hell did this come from? It's like, oh man, is this season, is there a fracture already in the, in, in this season? And like, is Noah Friedel going to get kicked off the team? Like, what the hell's going on? It's just like, oh, we were so excited and I'm still excited for the season and what the Jackrabbits can be like. But then it's a week like last week, and it just makes you think like, oh, crap. This is why you can't get excited about the about the sports, about the teams we like, because it just 
shit happens to them that doesn't happen to a lot of other teams. It could be a schism. You could describe it as a schism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll be fine. Wherever that came from, attitude problems, it doesn't appear to be a huge deal. But yeah, they got, this kind of like the third game of the, uh, of the COVID Classic a few weeks ago, where they just didn't show up. Yep. They just got blown up. So, unfortunate, uh, their USD appears to be pretty good, you know, whether it's North Dakota State or the USD is the second best team in the conference. But, uh, yeah, the women, you know, I think they're going to be a bit more competitive. So they struggled offensively in those two games. And you had four or five on the road, and you wish maybe you would have won three of those four. Now you got to hope to you know, just split. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it'd be Missouri State, that'd be a ranked team. That'd be a nice win. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was disappointing. You'd like to at least get one of those. One of those wins, and they didn't really come close to either. At least be competitive in there. I would have thought that. I actually thought that they would have a better chance to beat Kansas State than Drake or than uh, than Northern Iowa because Northern Iowa, the Missouri Valley's got a lot of good teams. Drake, Northern Iowa, uh, almost said you and I, but uh, you and I are not playing uh, basketball this year. Uh, Missouri State, very good. So a uh, lot of competitive teams in the Mo Valley. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully better days are ahead. The Jackrabbit men don't have another game now until January eighth. I gotta think they're gonna get a, a pick up another game somewhere along the line here, don't you think? I thought so. I think maybe it's just the deal where it's like, all right, let's just you know do the finals, take three weeks off here. Let's just get ready for the summer league. Let's get ready for the conference. Maybe. Uh, apparently, their open week. Uh, their bye week essentially is right away. You know, the Summit League action begins uh, New Year's Day, or the the second and third, and or the first and second, and the Jackrabbits don't play that week. So it's essentially you have a couple of weeks where you have a chance to to do that. But I mean, you look at what SDSU men have done in the non-conference, and it looks really good. So, um, they lost to teams that they probably should have. I mean, USD, that's that's a tough one, but USD looks like they're going to be a good team in the Summit League, hopefully. But you get that win over Utah State, that's good. You play tough with West Virginia, you get wins against Iowa State and Bradley, so that looks really good. And we'll see what the women can do. The women have about, what, four or five more games here in the non-conference so, uh, left. I, I like that they have the full schedule, so... Um, yeah, we'll just see what happens there. Yeah, it's, you know, they've had some good wins. So, I mean, for the women, don't lose to anybody except USD. For the men, don't lose to anybody except North Dakota State and USD. Steamroll everybody else. Yep. Yeah, they have to. They have to. No no doubt about it. Um, College football, I'm, we, we, we talked about it last week. And we said we knew. We knew we knew it was going to happen. We knew that the Big Ten was going to make a change, and Ohio State was going to be allowed to play in the Nash, in the in the Big Ten championship game. But damn it, Krenz, I like I. This makes me upset, and I get upset over some sometimes stupid stuff uh, that probably shouldn't get as irate about. Um, but damn it! Like the, the Big Ten looks, the Big Ten looks terrible here. Their credibility is gone. 
they look like a laughing stock. They're just a joke of a conference right now. Like you look at the the Big Ten has always been about you know prestigious uh, like universities, institutions, leadership, everything like that. Like the the Big Ten was looked upon as one of the premier conferences. They're a joke now. They are an absolute laughing stock for what they're doing. If this were Indiana, they'd say fuck you, Indiana. Uh, this is too bad. Uh, it's just because it's Ohio State. It's just because they can get in the college football playoff and make some money. And if I were the committee, I would vote them out. I would just say, haha, uh, sucks to be you. I will take A&M or Cincinnati in there just to stick it to the Big Ten. Um, what, just what a crock of shit. Just what a crock. Well, it is about money, and you're right that, you know, they... If they win, they'll be in, they'll be in the playoffs. So that means more money for the conference. So of course they're going to go with that decision to just change their rules because Ohio uh, State can get into the playoffs. So that's what they did. It's kind of what we thought might happen, and that's what did happen. And um, it also sucks that the Rose Bowl was in the playoff rotation this year because mm-hmm. I really wanted to see Indiana in the Rose Bowl or, or Northwestern. Yep. In the Rose Bowl. I wanted to see one of those teams who were never in the Rose Bowl. Right. They would, they would have went this year. Mm-hmm. And, but they're not going to because that's a college football playoff game, so that sucks for them. So I guess all I have to, yeah, so it's that Northwestern knocks Ohio State off. And um, I'm excited about, there's not a ton of games this week, but I'm excited about what potentially could happen. I don't know how the hell they came up with the schedule. Uh, times of these games, we got the Big mm-hmm. Ten game at 11. Yep. Which it never is. It's always at night. Yep. You've got the SEC game at 7. It's always at 3.30. Yep. Or 2.30. Yep. And you got the, the, the Big 12 game. That's at 11. That's normal. And uh, you got the ACC game between uh, Clemson and Notre Dame, the game of the day. That's at 3 o'clock. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how they came up with this. I guess it's nice that all of these games are on at separate times. Yep. But I don't know why the SEC is not at 3 o'clock. And why the... Uh, <laughs> Clemson game not at seven. I don't know. I don't get it either. I, I don't. That, that was that's uh, one thing I want to ask. I'm going to have Charlie on on the podcast this week, and I want to ask him that as well. Like the just the the times and stuff. It's just it's super weird what they what they did this year. Maybe it's just because of how how late it is in the season. You know, they're not on their normal dates and stuff. So I don't know if that factors into it at all. Maybe. Um, Maybe I need to look. Does Fox have uh, um, basketball on this week? Does CBS have basketball on Saturday? Let me check the old. Yeah, that could probably be part of it. Ohio State and North Carolina playing the CBS Sports Classic at 3.30 on CBS. So, yeah, that has to be a reason. Yeah. See what oh yep in the UCLA and Kentucky are in the CBS Sports Classic that's at one so that's why CBS probably gets the the CBS requested to get the night game so because it's later this year then college basketball kind of it's just all kind of morphing in so I think they had to adjust the schedule. Um, what are we gonna do for the bowl bowl mania and stuff? We're doing it. We we're are doing it. We're gonna power on through like they all have. How okay, but how does this? How is this going to work with the Tropical Smoothie Cafe uh, Bowl game being played on Saturday, and 
we won't know the rest of the bowl matchups until Sunday. We're just going to say fuck it to that game? <laughs> like, what, what is this? There's a bowl game Saturday? Who's yes. Who's playing this game? Uh, it is... What? It is... Oh, my goodness. I... Had, I think it's uh, it's Texas San Antonio against. No, that game, that's the Frisco Bowl. That has been canceled. Oh, the it's it's been canceled now. Okay, yeah, it's the Frisco Bowl Saturday. I just read this now. SMU and Texas San Antonio has been canceled. Uh, SMU has problems. Unknown if ESPN's going to have San Antonio play another team. Okay. Just put them another bowl, so we don't have to worry about that. Okay. Well, never mind. Okay. Well, that's good because I was like, "How are you going to do a bowl? You know, this Capital One Bowl thing, and have a bowl game being played on a day when you have conference championships? It just didn't make sense." But that's good. No. Have you seen Have you seen the bowl matchups here, Zach? Have you seen these exciting matchups? Uh, I have seen it. What we have like five or six uh, bowls that have been already decided. Nine. Oh. Oh, nine. Eight. You've got the Boca Raton Bowl between BYU and Central Florida. Oh, God, that's a great game. Well, sign me up for that. Uh, New Orleans Bowl between Goss Southern and La Tech. Yeah, yep, yep. The Montgomery whatever the hell furniture bowl. <laughs> um, Memphis and Florida Atlantic. Yeah, yep, that's a good one. I like Tulane and Nevada in the potato. famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Lending tree, whatever the hell, Goss State and Western Kentucky. Yep. Uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl between your Mean Green and App State. Yep. Yep. Uh, New Mexico Bowl, which I believe is being played in Texas, <laughs> between Hawaii and Houston. Yes. Frisco Bowl has been canceled, and the Independence Bowl is between Army and some other team. Oh wow. What a great slate thus far. The, the, did you, None of those games excite me worth a goddamn. Uh, I mean, I'm, I will be intrigued. Well, aren't you intrigued by UCF and BYU or no? No, I don't give a shit about BYU. Okay. They lost to Coastal Carolina. <laughs> Fuck them. Coastal Carolina, what they got? Louisiana, big game. Big game for them. So. Good job to Coastal Carolina for surviving against Troy. <laughs> Krenz, uh, you're you're telling me that you don't want to see the serve pro first responder bowl between Western Kentucky and Georgia State? <laughs> I'd rather not. I hope that's. Well, I hope there's a game on CBS Sports Network that I I, I, I guess it, I do get it now. The Nova Home, uh, the Nova Care Home Loan Bowl or yeah. whatever. The, the Nova Care Arizona Bowl or something. <laughs> Keep that far away from me. These are bad. These are bad games. It's going to be something just to get excited about. These are what? This should be what? Like, bowl season should be what? This weekend. We yeah. can start the bowl, but yep. no, we're not. So I, it's going to be weird. Teams are going to be playing regular season games. There's going to be a bowl game on. It's going to be... All right. We're almost back to normal, but it's just a weird deal. It is. Uh, it's going to be... It, the bowl pick this is going to be the most difficult year of bowl pick I think we're ever going to have. Um <laughs> Just with the team, uh, but I, I have my team name already. Um, or my Good. name. Uh, it's going to be Bowl Movement. Wow. Good. Good. Uh, play on words. Well, the, obviously. Well, you're better you know. Yep. Yeah. yeah there's definitely. A, there's yeah, a Bowl Movement I'm having right now. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I, I've got I've got a, I've got a problem here. Okay. Uh, the All-State Playoff Predictor. Have you seen this? 
seen the All-State Playoff Predictor? I have not. <laughs> What's it say? I have a problem with it, Stacking. Okay. Alabama has a 99% chance to make the playoffs. Even if they lose to Florida, they're still in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is fine. Ohio State, an 87% chance. Maybe Northwestern, they'll be in the playoffs. Uh, Notre Dame is number three. Maybe 69% chance. Even if they lose to Clemson, they still probably get it. Yep. Well, I guess what the number four team on their playoff predictor is, the fourth best odds at 49%. I'll give you five guesses. It's it, Please don't say it's USC. Why the fuck is USC given a 49% chance to make the playoff? When last I checked, they were, what, 15th yep. in these rankings? Yep. How the fuck are they going to jump up 11 spots by beating, not Washington now, nope. they can't play, they're going to play Oregon. They're going to play Oregon in the Pac-12 title game Friday night. Yep. And they barely win any of their games. Yep. And they barely beat a bad USC team. Yep. How the fuck... Are they going to jump up 11 spots? I don't know. That's Schottenkirk. <laughs> he, he wants to fire the coach. Like, so They they should yeah. have lost to Arizona State right away. Uh, Herm Edwards and company inexplicably lose that game. Uh, they were trailing to Arizona. Arizona just fired their head coach. Um, they also lost 70-7 to Arizona State. That's a bad look. They uh, probably should have beaten... Uh, UCLA probably should have beat USC, but they didn't. Um. Uh, yeah, there's just there's just no way that USC should be, um, should be there. It, it, absolutely not. I would take Cincinnati over USC in a heartbeat. There's no there's no conceivable anything in which they could get in. Right. No, nothing it, it, could no. happen in which USC could get into the playoffs. No. 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 Nothing. Nothing. Uh, no. No chance. Absolutely none. Stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, wow. Well, you want to go through these uh, potential matchups here. Um, Alabama, well, they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State, probably going to win. Do you think Florida? Do you think Florida is going to even show up after uh, their dumbass linebacker, or whatever, threw a shoe? Or is it corner? Whoever it was. I mean, just like you're, sweet. That you're, was fantastic. That was good. <laughs> what was better, him throwing the shoe or that game in the fog? Both of them was good. They had the camera angle there at the end. That was very good. So, hey, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Florida would have had a chance, but they lost. So if Clemson, if Notre Dame loses, they're probably still in. So I guess the only thing that could potentially change something is if Notre Dame beats Clemson a second time. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? Do you put in Texas A&M? Which I would say no. Do you put in Clemson, who lost twice, same team? Uh, do you put in an undefeated Cincinnati team? Put in Cincinnati. See, just see what happens. Just see what happens this year. Iowa State's back, and if Iowa State beats Oklahoma, yeah. What were they at numbers? They were at what number seven? Yep. Last week, is that correct? Yes. Are they going to be at number six this year? They going to jump Florida? They're going to whatever they were last week. They're going to jump up one more. Yes, they will. Yep. 
I agree so with that. They're going to be right there. Uh, Cincinnati, I think they've got a, a battle. What do they got? They've got Tulsa. Yep. Tulsa's ranked. So, Cincinnati loses their out. Yep. Uh, Notre Dame beats Clemson. You put in Iowa State. Let's do it. Of all, I hope it happens. No, I would take Clemson over Iowa State. What an amazing, I mean, Iowa State's got a couple of not great losses. Right now. Oklahoma State, Louisiana. So, I don't know how their number... Seven, eight, I don't know. Because it's 2020, Chris. So this is the remarkable thing. They lose to Louisiana the first week of the season. You all laugh at Iowa State. You're like, Iowa State sucks. How could you lose to Louisiana? And now that doesn't look so bad. Uh, Because Louisiana is good. But they beat Oklahoma. So I don't know why there are two. It's probably as close as we're going to get. In a two-loss team. In the deal. When do you think we're just going to go to eight teams, take the conference winners, the at like the at large or like the the, the non power five, and then two um, two wild cards? That's what that's what needs to happen. You're telling me that I people won't like watch Monday that because that's no extra games and extra money. I don't like every conference gets in because of the Pac-12, which doesn't deserve to be in. Most years, some um, years they do. Like the one year that like Oregon it. had, like Mar- what Marcus Mariota, and they should have beaten who was it, Ohio oh, yeah, State. That was what five years ago, though. Yeah, longer. Yeah, that was a while. Every other conference, Big Twelve, every other conference or conference winner is a top five-ish team. The Pac-12 is the only one in which that's not usually the case. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take the top an 18 playoff, take the top eight teams, regardless of who wins the conference. I've always wanted a 16-team playoff, take every conference winner, and the remaining, what, six teams. Yep. Do that. But this year, it feels like there's, you know, it's like Alabama Clemson. We're just waiting. Yep. Ohio State, maybe they'll show up. Ohio State doesn't deserve it. I'm going to be rooting with every fiber of my being against Ohio State. To hell with them. Yeah, we want we want Northwestern. That'd be great. And all these other games. I hope Cincinnati loses. Yeah, that means Coastal Carolina. We get a big game, and mm-hmm. we want to see them in a big game. We got Okay, are you back? Are you on the Coastal Carolina train now? No. Okay. I don't think they're worth the shit. But if they were to play a team worth the damn. They were playing Florida or Georgia or I'm probably out of USC. If they were playing a team worth some merit, that yep. would be nice. If they were beat that team, I'd say, all right, Coastal Carolina, you proved me wrong. You beat, you beat a top 10 team. You beat a top 10 team, good for you. That's okay. impressive. All right. But some of these whole games looks like maybe like an Indiana, USC, Fiesta Bowl. Uh, you got to throw Texas A&M in there somewhere. Yep. Uh, Georgia, probably got to throw Georgia in there somewhere. You got to throw in Cincinnati in there. And uh, Big 12 winner in you, there. So Do you put a I was just going to say, do you put A&M in the Sugar Bowl? Yeah, with SEC team, and they'd be the top, I guess, SEC, or SEC team. Or you put them, and maybe the loser of the Big 12 game? I don't know. Um, there's just some odd... And some odd matchups in the in the big bowl games, and they don't they don't look all that appealing to me. 
I'd like to see Iowa State against Texas A&M in the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'd like to see Iowa State against anybody. And, and if, you know, let's say everything goes as is, uh, you probably get what Alabama is a one, taking on Notre Dame is a four. Mm, no. I th- you're, uh, you can't have Alec Clemson and Notre Dame well, play third time. That's true. Uh, you, you shouldn't, but you could. Wouldn't that be fun? Okay, let's say, let's say Clemson wins by a field goal in overtime. You, you're you telling me you wouldn't want to see the rubber match right away? Yeah, I would. Probably. I would want to see because I would want to screw over Ohio State as much as I possibly could. So... If that means sending Ohio State to play Alabama, let's do it. Let's just fucking murder them. I mean, <laughs> okay, that's, I mean, that's, you know what I mean. Like, I want to see Ohio yeah, State I mean, taken to the slaughterhouse. They're going to drop. Um, they're number two. And if Ohio State wins, they're going to jump them. Uh, Notre Dame is going to be at four. And uh, it's going to come down to who should get in, Notre Dame or Texas A&M. And I would think Notre Dame because they'd be yes. Clemson. So you got Alabama, yep. Notre Dame, which that's probably going to go one way. Then you got Clemson, Ohio State. Last year was a great game mm-hmm. and played again. And uh, probably got Clemson again with Alabama. So same old thing. I just want Ohio State it to get taken to the cleaners by Alabama. That's that if they get in. That's when I. That's what I want to see. Alabama against Ohio State. Um, just, just, just annihilate them. Just, like I say, take them to the cleaners. Um, so th- that's that. That'll be, it'll be very interesting to watch college football this weekend and subsequently the college football playoff. Um, there's baseball news that we need to get to. Cleveland is not going to have, uh, uh, like the Washington football team, it's going to be the Cleveland baseball team, we think. Um, no, they're going to be the Indians next year. Indians next year? Okay. Uh, and, I mean, is this the right move? I think it is. The football team's dumb, and it's, oh, we're going to have it this, probably not even next year. Like, we'll call ourselves the Indians until we're not, and then when we come up with a new name, we'll pick that name. We won't go as the fucking baseball team next year. It's like, how's done with the Redskins? I mean, Jesus Christ. You've had a name for 100 years, what's happening for one more season? So we don't look like a bunch of stupid shits. The Washington fucking football team. Like, what a bunch of idiots. <laughs> um, I got a team name here for Cleveland. I have multiple ones already, so I'll bounce these off of you. This one, I, I'm going to save the goal, the one that I think has the most gold uh, for, for last. How about the Cleveland Rockers? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wasn't that a WNBA team? Oh, <laughs> maybe. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty certain that was the Cleveland Rockers. <laughs> Can you, uh, if if they were the Cleveland Rockers, can we get John Rocker as the as the logo for the team? Jesus Christ! <laughs> that was KKK. Uh, Cleveland Rockers, 90, 97 to 03. They were one of the original eight. Oh, very good. I, I wouldn't have known that. Okay, um, I'm I'm forgetting <laughs> I'm forgetting the second one, but uh, here's the here's the gold, the one that I like the most, the Cleveland Lake Monsters, and. Lake Monsters. We're eerily good. 
Wow. That's, that's their slogan. Isn't that good? I like that. That just it, really? it just screams uh, marketability. Is that the entire name, though? Is that the entire name? The Cleveland Lake Monsters who are eerily good? No, like that's their team slogan is we're oh, ear- Cleveland baseball, eerily good. Yeah. It's just Cleveland I Lake Monsters. I think he's the favorite since they used to be called that, I guess. Well, I'm sorry, what was it? The Cleveland Spiders. Ah, okay, that's fair. It's fair. That's the favorite, really, the betting favorites, and that's what they used to be called, I think. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what it is. But I did get a red-faced Indian hat here within the last few months because I think this is becoming a... We got rid of the logo... Mm-hmm. So for uh, for the collection, ready at that. So what if what if we call yeah. them the Cleveland mistakes? Because Cleveland is sometimes referred to as the mistake by the lake. Dick Bramers had called them the Cleveland Lakers because at least they've got a lake, unlike the LA Lakers, who mm-hmm. don't have a lake. That's that's true. That's fair. We got an ocean, but not a lake. So well, I mean, I don't know what Washington is going to come up with. Cleveland Spiders. It's it's our, like you got all these Native American names out there and North Dakota's changed like most, right. some of them have changed like the Braves or the Braves next I don't know some of them change some of them don't yeah um, uh, what about the Chiefs the Chiefs I think there's gonna be pressure the there's there's Give gonna the be the, there's gonna be pressure applied to them um. I think. I mean, they're already trying to do take steps regarding the tomahawk chop, or the arrowhead chop. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that's gonna. I think if they took away some of their uh, like the pageantry or the the traditions, that I think it would be okay. Because I don't. I guess I don't feel like chief is necessarily terrible. Would you? I mean, it's it's. If, I don't think chief is necessarily terrible. Like it's not it's not derogatory like Redskins or so. I, I think some of the I think maybe some of the traditions probably need to be changed. But I don't think the team name necessarily needs to be changed. But if you want to, like how do you how do you how do you have the Chiefs and the Braves but and the Blackhawks but not yeah. but not the the Indians? It's it's fair. Isn't William and Mary still called the tribe? Pride or the tribe? I think it's tribe. The Fighting Irish. Do we change Fighting Irish? Only if the if the the drunks stop uh, to realize that it's about them. It's like like Indians. Like we call them Indians. It's like it's not like Redskins. Not Redskins. Okay, I can understand Redskins. Yeah. Indians though, chiefs, Indian chief, Braves. Like like are those bad? I'm not an Indian, so I don't know. Then Alcorn State would have to change. Uh, they're the Braves. So would Bradley. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know how you don't have the Indians, but these other ones are okay. Like the Blackhawks, their logo is about the <laughs> same as Cleveland and mm-hmm. the Redskins. It's someone that is like, you know, a brown skinned person. Mm-hmm. Feathers in his hair. Well, how does North Dakota get to keep, or how does Florida State get to keep Seminoles? And North Dakota yeah. is forced to change the suit because it didn't. It sounds like, you know, 
they said, oh, Florida State, like the the Seminole tribe is okay with it, uh, but the but the, the Sioux isn't. But I didn't think that the Sioux were fighting the the name change for North Dakota as much. It seemed like it was more NCAA than anything. So very very odd. So. Yeah. Probably the start of a trend. <sighs> Frustrating to say the least. Um, anything else that we haven't gotten to? No, we got a trivia question for Oh, you. good, good. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's been 12 Viking kickers, I guess, since we've been mid-90s. Okay. There's been 12, not counting the current one. I'm going to get six, maybe seven. Yep. Uh, Kai Forbath. Yep. Uh, Gary Anderson, of course. Oh, yes, Gary. Uh, have you ever seen the How I Met Your Mother episode where it, they no. go to the Viking bar and people say Gary Anderson and the whole bar just pounds their fist on the table and says, damn. Uh, it's, it's very good. That'd be very good. Uh, check it out. Uh, I have to say Fouad Reve. He was, he's not on my list, but yeah, he was like 94, 95, oh, okay. maybe. Okay, so we're... 94. Since then. I feel like Morton... Didn't Morton Anderson kick for the Vikings? Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Uh, okay, four bath. Blair Walsh, of course. Um, who was before... Two more, two more recent ones. Yeah, oh, Daniel Carlson. I like his two games. He was there literally for two games and I'll never forget Yep. Well, don't miss three field goals in a tie game against the Packers. Just don't do that. And probably, you'll probably be kicking for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, he's had a resurgent career so far. He's had a bounce back... Uh, resurrection to his career in Vegas or with the Raiders now. Oh. This, I, would, I would consider this guy the best kicker we've had. Oh, Brian Longwell. Since Gary Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Longwell. He was good. I, I really wish they would have given him a shot to kick two goal. Hmm. A 56 yard two goal to go to the Super Bowl. I do too. Just, I do just too. Just to see what, what probably would have missed it, but just, just want to see what, what that could have could have been. Oh, you've got the uh, <clears throat> ones I probably would have gotten. Uh, there was a guy here who played for the Bears, I believe. Wow, what's with us? Mm. Oh, uh, Paul Edinger. Yep. He was there for a little bit. Yep. Yep. This was a guy looking at his stats. I believe we had to have other men kick off. He was the place kicker. But it appears we had to also have other people just kick off. Oh. Aaron, Aaron Elliott. Yes. Okay. Yes, I he, remember. He couldn't kick off, but he could make field goals. Does it? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Great. Two yep. other guys: Doug Bryan, who I don't remember. Uh, Eddie Murray, who I do remember, old guy. Greg Davis and Scott Sisson from like 96, 97. I don't remember those. Doug Bryan, I do remember though, because I was at a game against the Buffalo Bills and he missed two extra points. And I believe the Vikings ended up losing that game. 
And this is when extra points were 19 yards out. Like you don't miss these field goal or these extra points, and he missed them. Um, and that now, speaking of missed extra points, the the greatest missed extra point. Buffalo. Yeah, that, that was a game against Buffalo. It was overtime. I believe so. Yep. Yeah, I remember. I have overtime Buffalo. But he missed two in that overtime. game, if I recall yeah. correctly. Um, the greatest missed extra point of all time, though, is Joe Carney of the New Orleans Saints. After uh, if, when they were playing Jacksonville and they did the miracle laterals and everything and scored this touchdown, like can't, can't believe it! Like the Saints are going to come back and tie this game against Jacksonville for overtime, and he missed the extra point. It's just so good. It's so classic yeah. New Orleans. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's very good. I like that. Was, yeah, that was, that was bad. That was painful. Good. I think that only got Jacksonville in the playoffs. That was an important kick for. Mm-hmm. The other side, so yeah, it was like the second to last week of the season, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Uh, good trivia question, good trivia question. Yeah, Aaron Elling, I do remember him. Yeah. Wow, I just wish they could get a where's the next Justin Tucker? That's what I want. I think you know, you know, where the next you just get the best kicker of all time. <laughs> you know, where the next Justin Tucker is? He's he's in Indianapolis, he's Rodrigo Blankenship. Just, it's, it's, it's the Vikings, it's incredible. It's incredible. It is. It's, it's just, it's like they're cursed or something. Yeah, it's, they're, they're very consistent. And don't surprise me once in a while beating the Bears and all that and beating the Saints. And then they'll do a game like this. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's my good old Vikings. That makes me feel good. Well, it, okay, it's not like... It's not like we expected them to beat the Bucks. Like I didn't think they were going to. You know, Bucks no. coming off of, a, of a off of a bye week. They're angry after losing. You know, they're to Kansas City and they've lost three of four. Uh, Eric Hendricks wasn't playing, so I didn't think the Vikings were going to win. And then the, just to drive down the field the way they did, they score a touchdown. It's like okay, you know, the the Bucks offense goes you know three and out here, and then you just miss a field goal and an extra point. It's like okay. The, When's the when's the dagger? Like when is the floodgate gonna open up and they score a touchdown? Scotty Miller touchdown. It's like okay, yep, <laughs> pretty much done here. And then, yet they keep kind of clawing back. So it's like they're so close, but just yeah, let's just be consistent, just once. So well, I they're want. consistent, all right. It's like yeah, they they play these games, you don't expect them to win, and then they play a game like this where Tampa didn't wasn't all that impressive, and they just. I don't think Tampa did. It's just missed kicks and stupid mistakes and bad calls. And kind of like the game against like, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just dumb. It's like, yeah, they, they miss a kick here. A call doesn't go their way. Or quarterback has a dumb thing. Or this stupid thing happens. It's, it's just what they are. So. I'll be curious to see what uh, the NFL does for the schedule next year. I want that Seattle game to be in prime time in Minnesota. If you're going to put every game in prime time in Seattle, you better damn well let the Vikings have a prime time yeah. home game against Seattle. Got to do sure it. The Bears will be on Monday night. <laughs> um, I'm thinking I would like to see the Browns and the Bengals games be late afternoon kickoffs. It's not going to happen. I would say with probably either one, but uh, the storylines are there. Zimmer, of course, coaching against his former team, and Kevin Stefanski playing or coaching against squad he was with 
um, Baltimore can be. We have a Monday nighter. We have a Sunday night game this year. Uh, yeah, against uh, Seattle. That was Sunday night. That was Sunday night. Yep. No Thursday night game, thank God. But we got a Friday afternoon game. Yep. Um, we have Browns, Rams, Steelers, Ravens, yeah, Seattle, Arizona. Baltimore, yeah, they've got uh, multiple games that you would say, yeah, that could be a, a night game. Here's the thing, NFC too. NFC South, let's say the Vikings, who would they play in NFC South? They wouldn't play the Saints. Could be the Bucks. And if, if they beat the Bears, they're probably going to second. So that's another game. So, yeah, they've got attractive games. They do, and they also have attractive stars. They have Dalvin Cook. They have a rising star in Justin Jefferson. Uh, So there's reason to think that they could be uh, a very attractive time slot uh, to get multiple primetime games or late afternoon kickoffs. Um, But but we'll see. Uh, That's that's neither here nor there. That's that's for another time. Um, Cowboys. Cowboys, maybe they play the number two team in the NFC East or the NFC East and. I don't want to play the Eagles or the Giants. I like playing Dallas. I don't. I don't like playing Philadelphia or the Giants. I would agree with that. Um, can you just think about that? Green Bay is going to play Washington next year. If Washington wins yep. the NFC East, and I would not put Washington as the best team in the NFC East. Like if Dak Prescott resigns with Dallas, the Cowboys are the best team. Um, the so Giants are getting better. The Eagles, who knows what... I mean, it's just like... I, you could almost say Washington would be the worst team. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Just weird. That they do. Anything else we need to get to? Should be good. College mm-hmm. football this week, basketball, high school basketball started, so we're busy with that, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll do about it. All right. Uh, no podcast next week. We'll enjoy the right. Christmas week. Uh, got a lot of travel and family stuff, um, even during COVID times. But we'll, we'll be safe, of course. Wear the mask. Uh, get the vaccine eventually. Um, I saw the vaccine is arriving in Sioux, uh, South Dakota. Uh, I believe it's here. Yes, it's, it was here today, I believe. So, no one knows out. Noam's not going to get it, is she? Because she doesn't believe in that. Well, she's never here, so... <laughs> she can't get it She's never here, Stack. She's not here. <laughs> is your governor or in your state, is he always there? Yeah, he. yes, he is. <laughs> oh, like he's got a job to do. Yeah, he does. <laughs> for a certain geographic reason. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Uh, well, too, too bad. Too bad. <laughs> Well, you have a very uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays. We'll we'll do a podcast uh, again before the end of the year, of course. But um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll have, we'll be able to do some talk about the college bowl games, the college football playoff. We'll talk about the Viking season that's dead in the water after Christmas. Uh, should be a blast. Apparently, uh, would it be the top two teams in college basketball are going to be in the fall Saturday. Yes. Are they going to play? Is that game on? They're going to play the game. Okay. Oh, yeah. I would say. It's probably the. I don't know if it's the the best non conference game of the year. And then that's. 
discussion. Well, I think number if one versus number two, I, I think Gonzaga is still Baylor is still two. Yeah, I think Gonzaga still wants to play like Baylor. Baylor. Yep, I think they still do. So I don't know if that game's going to happen or not. Um, what a game though! What a game! Baylor, yeah. Iowa, and Sioux Falls. Luca Garza, yeah, just get on board with it. it, it Iowa, Iowa's legit this year. Um, and uh, Michigan State beat Oakland the other day, one hundred nine to ninety one. What a world we live in! I thought like some school put up one hundred and seventy one points in a college wow. basketball game. I gotta find that. I I don't remember who it was, but they were. There's, I I'd have to find it. Now. Uh, it is. It's very impressive. And also, uh, can you play some defense at all, please? Uh, did, you, did, you, did you ask Charlie about that game he went to like month at that high school football game in Iowa? Oh, no, I, I didn't yet. So if you talked to him, probably like it was like 100 and something, 200 and something, oh, or 90 something. Yes, I saw that game. I, I saw um, I saw hi- headlines about that game. I don't know if he was at the game. He was at the game like after that, so I would assume he saw some of that game. If he was doing the game after, which I think he was, so. All right, just uh, like what? What? How? <laughs> seems impossible. It seems impossible for one team to do, let alone two, uh-huh. for over what I think was right around two hundred points. Yeah. Seems impossible. It's just it's, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Fantastic. All right. Well, you have a, you and Melissa have a very Merry Christmas, and we will uh, chat with you after after the Christmas weekend. All right. Good Christmas here, and we'll see you before the New Year. All right. Absolutely, and uh, good luck in fantasy playoffs. Yes. We'll see if we can pull one out of our ass. <laughs> very good. Thank you, my friend. All right. See you later. Travis Crins joined us here, Sports Block Podcast. Um, yeah, it's just Christmas next week, and we got a lot of stuff going on, and it's just easier to to say, you know what, we could take a week off. You don't need to hear me talk on end. I'm trying to find this basketball score, and I cannot find it. It wasn't Kansas City beating Greenville 138-97, to though that's, that's a little ridiculous. Too. Uh, the, the Sports Block Podcast can be found on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken. Crins is on Twitter at Travis Crins, a link to the podcast posted, posted middle to later part of each week. We'll be talking more college football with Charlie coming up here uh, momentarily. Uh, but yeah, Vikings, disappointment, not unexpected, but still disappointing. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a lot going on. A lot going on. Uh, big week in college football, so uh, we'll we'll make some conference championship picks coming up with Charlie here uh, in just a moment, uh, and see what else we have to talk about. Probably recap week fourteen in the NFL and make some early picks for week fifteen. It's all coming up next, so stick around. More to come here on the Sports Block Podcast. Now available on podcast.com. All right, continuing here on the Sports Block Podcast, pleased to be joined by my good friend and resident college football expert from the Northwest Iowa Review. It's Charlie Hildebrand. Charlie, how are you? Happy holidays. I'm good. I'm good. You know, if the shoe fits, you know, you must acquit, or however they would say that at the Florida LSU. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I was I was thinking we were you were uh, uh, mixing up an O.J. Simpson uh, court reference, but uh, I see where you're going uh, with that here. I was going to make some shoe pun. I don't yeah. know how the Mustard Quit came in with that. No, that was I, just uh, a random freestyling on my part at the last second. It was, yeah. it was fantastic. We'll get to that in uh, in a little bit here. But Charlie, I'm a little fired up, and um, I don't know if you feel the same way as I do. Uh, so I will let you have the floor. But I am disgusted by the Big Ten right now, and uh, uh, I think they've lost all credibility when it comes to their college football season. I think it's a sham that Ohio State is in the conference championship game. I think it's. Uh, ridiculous notion that the hypocrisy of them saying oh Ohio State can be in it with five games but when Nebraska tried to schedule Chattanooga they said no Nebraska you can't do that so I would just like to stick a big old middle finger to the Big Ten right now because as far as I'm concerned they're they are a joke of a conference right now I don't feel as strongly as you do about it but generally agree I think that there are probably, this year, I think they would have also done it for either Wisconsin or Iowa out of the Big Ten West. But I think that's it. And everyone else, they would have been like, no, we don't care. And, uh, yeah, it's, even though that's the only, I don't saving grace is too strong of a term. The only reason that I am a little less about upset about it is that it is... It's a little arbitrary that they did come up with, like, you need to play six games at least. I don't know where they came up with that number, six games, and Mm -hmm. so changing it to five midstream. Well, I still don't like it, and I do generally agree. I'm probably not quite as fired up about it as you are. It's just because that when you're arbitrarily coming up with stuff in September, it's not the same as if you've done this way for, you know, 15 or 20 or 50 years and you're changing. At the last minute. Really? But I do still agree, and it's stupid. The other thing is, I think the dumbest thing about it is, I don't think Ohio State playing in the Big Ten title game is going to make any real difference on whether they get in the playoff or not. I don't think you're either like, yes, I think Ohio State's one of the best teams in the country, it deserves to be in, or you don't. I don't think beating a strong, defensive, mediocre, offensive Northwestern team change anybody's mind on the playoff about it. You're right. You absolutely. I mean, in, in Ohio State is a college football playoff team. They 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 are. But if yeah. the if the qualification I, I, I mean, we don't know. I feel confident based off what we've seen that they're the second best team in the country behind Alabama. Oh, see, I I agree with what you're saying. I would say Clemson's probably better. I would say Notre Dame is probably better. And I would yeah, maybe the, probably the fourth best team. I was going. I was even floating out the notion that maybe Texas A and M is better. But um, I don't think I, Texas. I, we can get to this later yeah. if we're going to talk about potential playoff stuff. Yep. I don't know if we will or not. But A and M getting hammered by Alabama, I think, should ruin any chance they have at getting in, unless just literally everybody in front of them or everybody else loses. Right. I mean, okay. okay so the Big Ten was. Stupid, uh, for lack of a better term, when they just flat out canceled their season back in August rather than postpone the season to see if it could be worked out. And I get it. You're doing it for safety reasons. You're looking out for the student athletes, or that's what at least what you're saying, you know, trying to save a bout face here. But it 
it just came across as they, they made an irrational decision rather than wait and see how it all played out. Like the ACC was doing, the SEC, the Big 12. Those conferences proceeded with their, um, you know, with a, with a slightly different uh, schedule. But they they still said, okay, we're going to play 10-game schedule here, 11 games, whatever it is. And so the Big 10 irrational, irrationally just flat out canceled their season rather than postponed it. Then they see how it's all working. They want a piece of that that pie. They want a piece of the money, and they say, "Okay, we're gonna come. We're gonna have our season here start at the end of October. Eight games, six games needed for the qualifying uh, to, to to qualify for the Big Ten championship game. And now, had they begun their season in early September or middle of September, hell, late September, you would have built in a couple of weeks." where you could have added some flexibility to make up for lost games due to COVID or whatever other reason. They didn't do that. It's straight up eight games. You need to get through six to reach a championship game. And if Ohio State wasn't undefeated, if this was, you know, a one loss, it, it wouldn't matter. No, then I it, think, it, you know, if you had one loss, I think the Big Ten would still be doing the same thing. You think... The same hopes. I think it would be much less likely to pay off more than the way they think it would. But I think they would still try it if Ohio State had a loss. Okay, so let me ask you this. If Indiana was undefeated, would they do it? No, they would not. So, I, I, and, that's, <laughs> and that's the bad side of it, is that even in this weird year where you're kind of making up rules as you go along, you could potentially set the precedent and just start doing this. And that becomes problematic, because then what you could do... Then you become like boxing from 30 years ago where nobody trusts anything more. Mm-hmm. Or just the extreme like professional wrestling. And that's not what you want to have happen where you're just like, oh, well, hey, we think they're better. So we're just going to give the benefit of the doubt. Anyways. And I think, and that's the, that's the whole point in this, is that Ohio State, they, they made this decision because Ohio State can get to the college football playoff, win a national championship, which will bring in more revenue for the Big Ten. That's the sole reason they're doing this. You just, because you answered it when I said, would they do this for Indiana if Indiana were undefeated? You said no. I mean, it's just, it, it's such. I mean, it's, it's possible that they would. I don't want to say definitively that they wouldn't. We have a very good, we have a very good idea, though, that they wouldn't do it. They're doing yeah. it strictly because it's Ohio State and it's, and maybe it's because they were the ones who tried to push for playing, you know, right from the get go. Um, but I, it just, the whole thing leaves me completely sour on the Big Ten. It doesn't make me have any sort of faith. I think they, to me, they've lost all credibility, and I just want to say fuck them. I mean, sorry, it's a drop in the language here, but it's I, it's just, and maybe I'm, I'm going a little overboard with this, but to me, it, it just comes across as a double standard, and I get that you have to make decisions on the fly, but the sole reason for this is that Ohio State can make the college football playoff. And I would hope, I would hope that the college football playoff committee does look at this. Now, certainly, had Florida beaten LSU, if it wasn't for uh, Mr. Shoe Thrower, um, you know, then maybe we'd have a, a little bit more of an argument to be made here between, you know, like Texas A&M and Florida and Cincinnati. Should they go ahead and beat Tulsa in the AAC championship game this weekend? But now, like, the, the field is kind of thinned out a little bit. So Ohio State, 
as long as they beat Northwestern, is going to get in. Um, I, I don't see there being a scenario where they don't get in, in, in if unless they lose. But I don't know. It's just the, the whole thing leading up to it last week was just awful, in my opinion. I agree, and the other thing is, I think, I don't remember how serious we were, but I think we talked about this, like, a month ago. It's like you could just kind of see it coming the whole time, too. Mm-hmm. And they were, and, and the, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think if going forward, they were more honest about stuff, and we were just like, look, we're doing this solely because we think we can make more money this way. I still wouldn't love it, but at least sort of understand it more, but you know they're not going to do that. They're going to go back to just being like, oh, no, it's... It's it's about academia mm-hmm. and doing things for amateur athletics. It's just like okay, I mean, now you you guys are being animals now. Yeah, it's just it's just I just hate it. I hate how it all goes, and it to me it's just it sours the 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 college football playoff. It sours the college football season. I mean, this was already a weird college football season. We have twelve bowl games so far that have been canceled, uh, and. I would assume more are likely to follow. We have two teams at least that have said they are not going to play in a bowl game this year if invited, and that's Pittsburgh and Boston College. I was watching Virginia Tech and Virginia on Saturday night because uh, why the hell not? And well, because it's my Hokies. But I mean, there's some there's something else better that could be on. Like even a Hallmark Christmas movie would probably have been better than watching Virginia and Virginia Tech. But that's how I felt about three quarters of the way through the Nebraska episode. <laughs> I actually turned it off and didn't watch it. It's, you know, they were talking about how this has been such a strenuous season for Virginia Tech and with all the virus issues that they've dealt with and that the players are just physically and emotionally exhausted and that if they do get invited to a bowl game, because I think Virginia Tech will be invited, just given how many teams... You know, just, or just the layout of the bowl season this year. I think Virginia Tech would get invited. Would they accept it or not? They have the longest bowl streak in the country right now. Uh, so would they accept going to a bowl game? I would hope so, but you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they said no. I think a lot of teams will. So this this whole bowl season that we have coming up here, and hopefully we'll be able to do our college bowl pick them and stuff. But it's just. It's in, in such a weird year, it, it 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 just kind of has an empty feeling to it, does it not? It, maybe maybe it's just me. No, it does. No, you're you're right. And uh, another thing about the bowl things, it, some of this it depends, you know, how far you have to travel and how early do you want to get there. Because most teams, assuming that they're not, you know, within like an hour or two of the location that they're playing, like you know, teams from the Big Ten are unless they're playing in the one in Detroit, you know, aren't, you know, going anywhere close. But a lot of teams end up losing money going to bowl games because, especially if it's like, hey, we're going to go there like a week early and spend, you know, four days practicing there and go and talk to all the high school coaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. They end up losing money. So if you, with that in mind, I think there would be schools not going less so because of coronavirus stuff. They would pretend that that's why. But we'd be like, oh, well, I mean, just, you know, nobody cares much about this season anyway, and it's not a really good bowl game. You know, we're going to probably lose money by trying to get all these big people to go to them. 
I guess I, I don't remember, you know, what conferences and what states what new would, you know, allow everybody to go. So it's not some of the finances might be different. I make it this long yeah. than it has to be, but, but there are a lot of teams, especially for the you know the lower ones where you don't get nearly as much money to go to the game and get into Boston. And I think there will be schools that, for that reason alone, just be like, yeah, we're going to Boston. Here's how ridiculous it is that we have conference championship games going on right or like this upcoming weekend, and the first bowl game of yeah, yep, and the first bowl game of the year, which would be like this is the normal week coming up where bowl games start, where we have you know the celebration bowl and the the Cure Bowl and the 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 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl and the Camellia Bowl or the Birmingham Bowl. Like we have so many bowl games that. Get started. We have the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl coming up on Saturday between SMU and UTSA. So we have bowl season starting while we have conference championship games going. So how are they going? How is how is that it's game? It's really going to ruin that ESPN college football playoff uh, selection show. It is. Let's break down these two teams that played this game. It sure is. How how are we going to be able to pick that game though for the bowl pick them if we don't even know the other bowl games beforehand? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I guess I'll probably make it so you can. Well, I mean, I would. I, I understand what I didn't think of it from the confidence points that it could affect the confidence points. Yeah. But I think we'll just have to have it and just be like, all right, well, these these however many these six or ten games are blank because they are. But yeah, it's. Mm- it does mess things up. Maybe they just automatically give it to, or not automatically give it, but allow you to get in there, get your entry in, and pick this particular game even before the rest of it goes. So, I mean, you could say, oh, I'm putting all the confidence points on SMU to take down the Roadrunners. Uh, maybe. Yeah, you could do that. I suppose you could also just make it so, like, it's it's one large pick confidence pool thing, mm-hmm. but it's two separate ones where they just break it down to the first week of the games or the day, and then all the other ones, so, you know, it would be like, I don't remember how many are that Saturday, like six games, so you can just only read your votes one through six, mm-hmm. and then if there's another 20 more games, you can only read your votes one through 20, so you can't do the highest number of ones, you can still sort of do it with each game, that would be... If I was in charge, that's probably how I would try. Six bowl games have already picked their team, so we know what the Myrtle Beach Bowl is going to be, App State and North Texas. And North Texas, by the way, a great wide receiver in, uh, let me get him up here, Jalen Darden. He has, he is just phenomenal. 19 touchdowns on the year. You'll be seeing him play on Sundays. I wouldn't mind seeing him in purple. Uh, we know the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Tulane and Nevada. Well, I mean, Tulane's arguably got the best unis in all of college football, so that's that's worth watching just for the unis there. We know the Montgomery Bowl, Memphis and Florida at uh, Atlantic, Hawaii and Houston in the New Mexico Bowl, and then Western Kentucky and Georgia State in the Lending Tree Bowl. So we already have, and we already know six of the bowl matchups. It's just getting the rest of the teams in there, and these teams have records below 500 so you're gonna get that here for bowl season um so that's that's interesting there before we get to uh we'll we'll make some picks here for the conference championship games 
and I'm sorry to bring this up to you, but I did not realize that Minnesota was down almost three dozen players, uh, mainly for COVID purposes. Apparently, Nebraska did not. <laughs> I that game was great for a Gopher fans' standpoint because you saw Mo Ibrahim run it as well as he did after he got injured. You see some of these younger guys playing well. There's the first game without Rashad Bateman. Um, very surprised, given the way their defense made Tua's younger brother look again when the Gophers played Maryland way back when, uh, the second week of the Big Ten season. I think it was Halloween weekend. Uh, that was a great performance against Adrian Martinez. But where does this leave you as a Nebraska fan, thinking if A, Scott Frost can really do this job, or what the future lies and has in store for Nebraska football? Uh, it's not good. This is probably the worst I've ever felt about Nebraska football before this season as a whole. But a little bit better last week after they beat Purdue. And I was like, oh, hey, you beat Purdue, you beat a bad Minnesota team that doesn't care about this season anymore. And then you can get to four wins if you beat a bad Big Ten East team, which I think they play Rutgers next week. They do on Friday at 3 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Nothing says watch me. they can't do that because they can't get to four wins and they're not going to go to a bowl game. Scott Frost is not going to get fired this year. Even though some schools are firing teams, Nebraska is not going to fire like one of their favorite sons mm-hmm. after three years during the coronavirus. But if you look at basically like the last 20 or 25 years of college football, by year three, not that year three has to be your best year, but if by year three you're not having seasons that are better than the previous guy that got fired, almost universally you get fired after year three or shortly thereafter. So it's not going to happen this year, but I feel pretty confident we can mark it down that Scott Frost, his last year being the head coach at Nebraska, is going to be 2021. And he's going to get fired sometime around this time next year or that. Are you surprised with how many coaches have been fired already this year? And I, I would have thought that the number I would have been surprised. Okay. Um, the uh, the South Carolina and Arizona ones don't surprise me as much, just because they had been like really, really bad. Um, and when you're that bad, especially you know, like when you're Arizona and you get blitzed by your rival after like 70 to 7 or whatever 70 to 7 yes yeah and it was like yeah that I can you know even with a pandemic and finances are tight you still have to keep the boosters happy so I can sort of understand that but the the Auburn one today is just like absolutely shocking to me just because it's like oh well I mean you got a winning record in a COVID in a weird COVID year Auburn six and four, which mm-hmm. I you know not fantastic, but you'd be like, oh, that's not that bad. And he's won like sixty eight percent of his games at Auburn and took him to a national title game. And the other thing, I don't remember exactly how much money it is that they owe him, what his buyout is, but it's something to the effect of like they owe him twenty one million, which is a whole crap of money. But the really big thing is, I think it's like half of that is due within the first thirty days. So while you're in pandemic times and trying to, you know, finances are tight, all of a sudden you have to have all that money wrapped up, or half of that wrapped up right away, just to be like, hey, you can't coach here anymore. Oh, now you got to go spend a whole bunch of money mm-hmm. getting somebody else. And 
Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I would love it if Gus Malzahn could replace that Austin Nebraska right now. I think uh, they're going to get Frost at least one more year. I, I mean, I think that the number of uh, coaching, new coaching hires or firings and stuff are going to be down this year. But I am a little surprised at how many from the Power Five schools have. I mean, just given the fact that it's in a pandemic and everyone's trying to adjust to everything, I think uh, you know, um, was it Blake Anderson left Arkansas State for Utah State? But that's because the Utah State coach resigned, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Southern Miss. Uh, I believe their head coach resigned, so they are getting a new one or got a new one. Um, so, I mean, those resigning is different than firing, of course. Um, so th- those are, I'm going to kind of put those into a separate category here. But I, I am just a little surprised that the number of firings in the Power Five conferences, and even Vanderbilt firing Derek Mason, um, and... Like, listen, Vanderbilt went winless this season. Not very good. They weren't very competitive. Uh, they were competitive right away in the first game against AM. and um, But given the fact that they had to play in the SEC, like a full SEC schedule this year, doesn't give them any room, uh, any wiggle room to win games. Maybe get your confidence up a little bit here. You're just going right into the gauntlet right away. And for a school like Vanderbilt, who is the doormat of the SEC, that's not going to help you at all. And then you have the whole Sarah Fuller situation, and congrats to her becoming the first woman uh, in a Power 5 school to, to kick an extra point, or make an extra point, I should say. Um, I want to get your thoughts on, on that whole situation, too, but it's just... Um, I don't know. It, it was just a little surprising to me, because I thought Derek Mason had been doing some good things at Vanderbilt, and... <laughs> Uh, if any team was going to be handicapped by a um, by a COVID situation and getting an all-conference schedule where you're just like, okay, they're pretty much screwed right out of the gates, it would be Vanderbilt. I agree. And also, Illinois fired Bobby Smith. Yes. Last night or today, Taylor. Yep. You know, I figured, not that I thought Bobby Smith was going to bring Illinois to the promised land and take him to Pasadena anytime soon was surprised that they were just like, no, you're done. It's like, well, I mean, I don't know. If you're, I think he's better than the last guy. Mm-hmm. Well, they had that interim guy who was okay. Didn't have I don't remember what his name is. But then, uh, was, I think it was Tim Beckman, who was one of the strangest guys ever. I love Smith. He's definitely better than he was. But, yeah, it's, uh... And, and like you said, I do agree that I think they're going to be down overall. There's going to be some school that's that. In a normal year, maybe you would fire someone, but would be on the fence that'll wait an extra year now. But yeah, it's, I am, I am surprised there have been as many as there have been already. I think I can't remember if we talked about Sarah Fuller a couple of weeks ago. Um, we did. So. We did. It, it's different now because the other time, because of Vanderbilt was so poor on offense, she didn't do anything. Yeah, she squib kicked it. The one, the one kickoff where they didn't even give her a chance to actually kick it off. I don't mm-hmm. know why they squib. I think they were losing twenty-four to nothing already. Right. Um, and I, I mean, I, my thoughts aren't dramatically different than they were a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I think it's a nice, a nice story. I do still think it's a little odd that they're pretending she's like the first woman that's done. She is the first one that's done it at the Power Five. There was the girl in Blacksburg with Davis now. Did it at New Mexico, mm-hmm. so she's not the first Division One or FBS. 
but it, it's still it's a nice story and it's interesting and you know if you're Vanderbilt it's positive for us and they can use any kind of positive for us right now yeah I, like do you just given after that you know after that for first game there where she had that kick and then Mason got fired it's just like what what the what the hell is going on at Vanderbilt I don't know. They're bad. They're bad. It's a tough job. They're the wrong, the wrong guys. And I guess it, it puts into perspective how impressive it was that James Franklin one time gave us twice at Vanderbilt. And I think we yeah. can understand why he left to go to a different job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, because Vanderbilt has a different set of educational standards, so you can't get the, you know, the likes that they might be able to get at Ole Miss or. Alabama, uh, some of these other schools, but uh, but crazy there. Uh, anything else that I, I might be forgetting that you would like to discuss before we make some we picks? Talk about Florida and LSU. Oh yes, yeah. Oh yeah, my God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Um, that was a crazy game. What an absolutely crazy game. And Florida, <laughs> they. I don't know if it's the craziest. I like. I'm confused. I'm conflicted on if the shoe throw is crazier or if the heavy fog is crazy. I mean, I guess I understand, like, you can fog the other places, but I never think of the Deep South as being the place that gets foggy. Right. I don't know. I, I technically, other than Florida, I've never been to any, like, southeastern states. So, then I guess I already forget. It was in Florida, I think, not, or not at that group, right? Right, yeah. No, it was, I watched it was it, at I Florida. I forgot where it was. Like, it was, it was at Florida. Sorry. It does get foggy in the Everglades, uh, with okay. you know, with the humidity and, and stuff. Yeah, but you don't. It does because it did yesterday. But yeah. I just. But for you don't. Whatever reason, I never think it would be foggy outside of the Midwest. You, you, you don't. Really dumb on my part. You but. don't see it in the swamp very often, if at all. I don't recall the swamp ever having that that uh, that atmosphere, <laughs> literally, uh, with it being as foggy. As it was. So, yeah, you have the shoe toss there. I mean, the fact that Florida was in a game with LSU after LSU has just been pretty much... Which is so weird to say that spit the defending national champions were like, oh, man, they're so bad. How could you, how could you like put so close, Florida? Right. I mean... It's, it's true. You're right that, you know, if you want to legitimately be like, hey, we deserve talk of getting into the playoffs, don't lose to a three and four or whatever, three and five... LSU team. So, yeah. They had had a conversation on college game day earlier between Tom Rinaldi and Coach O and just talking about the season. And I think you could tell. I mean, just Coach O's like, oh, we believe that we got this culture here. It's going to be a great day for the state of Louisiana and a great day go Tigers and all that. You know, he's, he thought that, you know, he knew it was a tough year, but, you know, he had a vision that, that there would be better times that they had that they had built a foundation where it would be okay and they had to replace a ton of players but this has been a tumultuous season for LSU they do the the self-inflicted bowl ban which is it, that is uh kind of like the Big 10 changing the rules to allow Ohio State to play in the Big Ten championship game, LSU just saying, "Oh yeah, we won't take a we won't yeah. take a bowl game this year." Oh yeah, it's because you weren't going to be invited. <laughs> I, agree. I think I think Nebraska should also, if there's any heat they have at all, should take a self-inflicted bowl game this year too. Right. So 
and that there could be more serious sanctions coming up for LSU, and I think that stems in part from Odell Beckham uh, throwing a whole bunch of money to players after the national championship game. Uh, there was some talk about some players with sexual assault or rape and stuff, I think, in there as well that maybe Coach O covered up or something uh, to that. You've heard about that, right? I have not heard about that aspect of it. Uh, um, I think I did know about throwing the money at the players. I, I not heard the other part. Yeah, let that's, me let me see if I can right. find it because I, I want to make sure that I have this right. But just overall in that LSU-Florida game, to for LSU to be that close, then for Florida to have a great chance to win it at the end, but then throw a shoe on what would have been fourth down. LSU then, Cade York, a fantastic field goal kicker. He's only a sophomore. I hope the Vikings draft him in a, in a year or two uh, because they need a kicker right now. They He he boots this 50-some yarder in the fog that you can like, oh. 57 yards, school record for LSU <laughs> in the fog. Nice time to have the best kick in school history. Yep. And then McFe- the longest kick And then Florida with like 20-some seconds left. Has a chance. They 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 get a couple of good throws down the field. Kyle Trask Heisman Trophy moment. He gets the team down in a position to win. And uh, McPherson, their kicker, one of the best in the country, gets a good look at it for. Fi- I mean, his, it was a long kick too. It was like 51 yards, and it looked like it was going to be good for a while, and it just kept tailing off um, down the stretch. And it's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you feel for him for missing that kick, but. It's not his fault that Florida loses this game. I mean, that was a tough kick regardless. It's very strange watching these potential like game-winning field goals and having to look at the refs to see if it's good or not because the fog makes it so difficult to tell where the ball is at times and you're just looking to see what the ref's doing. And that was something hopefully I'd never forget. And uh, a lot of these jokes have been made anyway, but, you know, certainly. And now you know, you probably aren't as much of a movie guy as I am. There's a whole bunch of movie jokes Shit. You go with the Austin Powers, you go with who throws the shoe. Oh, yes. Especially yes. at that point in time. Yep. You could go with uh, Die Hard, where he looks down and there's the broken glass and sees he doesn't have the grease barefoot. And you'd be like, oh, where are my shoes at? And then you throw put a picture next to it of a Florida guy throwing shoes. I saw the meme about, the, uh, the, about Florida's playoff hopes going away when the shoe got thrown. <laughs> that one I did saw, that one was very good. I, I enjoyed that. That made me laugh a lot. Um, I, it, what what goes through your mind? Like, how can you kind of like Dan Bailey, the kicker for the Vikings? You know, how can he get back on that plane flying back to Minneapolis after he cost the Vikings a game against Tampa Bay with his performance? How can you? Uh, and I, it, was it Wilson? I believe was the guy's name who threw the shoe. How can I don't you, remember what his name is off the top of my head. How that can right. how can you? go into that locker room and stand in front of your teammates and say, hey, guys, my, like, my bad. Like, how can you put on a Gator uniform again after doing that? I think you'd have to, like, just change your change your zip code because that's just – that is as dumb of a penalty as you will ever see in a game. I think he just hopes that it was so foggy that nobody will notice it when they see it. They'll get it mixed up with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the re- – I've seen – you and I, I think I'm a year or two years older than you are. We both watched many, many football games in our lifetimes. We've seen many strange things. Yep. That's something I'm pretty sure I've never seen before. No, never. 
I mean, we've seen, you know... Uh, I think the closest I've ever seen what was that Saints offensive lineman. Was it Kyle Turley? Yes. Or the one guy... Was doing something that I don't even remember who the quarterback was for the Saints then. Was Aaron? Aaron Brooks. Um, I think it was. Yeah, Brooks, I don't even remember if it was Brooks then or if it was somebody else, but was doing something to be quarterback and totally like fought him and then like, his helmet came off and he picked up the guy's helmet, it, which isn't the same, but I think it's the closest thing I can think of to something like that. Uh, who was the Northwestern guy that stole the towels off a couple of Wisconsin players a couple weeks ago? I mean, he didn't throw those, yeah, but sorry, he never. I forgot about that. That's, that. Yeah, I mean, that's different, but that's in the same ballpark as, like, an equipment thing, yeah. I'm trying to think if we've ever seen. This is just a weird year for equipment stuff, I guess. I'm trying to think if we've ever seen, you know, a, like a shoe come off and a, a player just toss it aside, you know, during a during no, I mean, a play like, or something. I mean, we've seen guys, like, their shoe come off just normally, and then they go pick it up and put it back on. But I couldn't see anyone else do anything to it. It was very, very odd to see. That LSU uh, sexual assault issue that I wanted to tie back in, make sure I had everything right. Uh, there's an article uh, from a report from USA Today. This was back in November, so about a month ago. Said LSU was aware of multiple sexual assault claims made against former players and ignored them over several years. Uh, the, according to a report from USA Today, the report states that a total of nine players have had allegations and complaints of sexual misconduct or violence against women since Ed O took over the program in 2016. Um, it, this kind of stems with like Darius Geis, uh, former LSU running back, uh, was with Washington. Uh, He's had, he's kind of the lead um, player that they that they highlight here in this story. But that is the that is the story there. So I mean, there you you just pile that story on top of everything else that LSU has had to deal with this year, and the mere fact that they were able to keep it with Florida at all, considering everything that Florida had on the line. And maybe Florida, I don't know, if Florida was looking ahead to. Uh, to their game against Alabama in the in Atlanta in the SEC championship game, I would reason to guess that that played a part in it. But the other part is that they just flat out didn't play good, and Florida's defense has not been up to snuff this year. Um, and it's it's not like this has been new to them. But boy, for a team that's been as offensively as offensively challenged as LSU has been for parts of this season and for as bad as they've been defensively especially for most of this season, for Florida not to run away with this game was just startling. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite surprising. I don't know if they were looking ahead to next week. I think it's possible that they were, but based off whatever the score is next week, I don't think we're going to think that they were looking ahead, if that makes sense. Like, I think they're going to get beat so bad, it's going to be like, oh, maybe they weren't making it. Right. Even if they actually were. Uh, speak, okay, before we get to next week, uh, is there anything else from the the week that uh, you'd like to discuss? The only other thing, and we don't have to talk about this much if you don't want to, but my favorite uniform game, USC and UCLA, where they both wear their own shoes. I think there were two scores in the final minute. UCLA scored, and I thought they had it. Oh, yes. And then USC came back, had a deep pass, and then uh, 
I already forgot if they scored a touchdown and kicked a field goal. I think they just scored a touchdown when they only needed a field goal, but we're still throwing it. But USC won. USC still uh, undefeated. There's a good chance uh, they could be undefeated, and I don't know how like a six and zero USC team how it may uh, factor into the college football playoff race and all. I, I don't think so. I don't think they do. They, considering the fact that... I mean, it, it, part of it is I think it depends on what else happens with other teams. Like, I'll, I'll say this. I do not think Texas A&M should get in over an undefeated USC team. Partially just because A&M had their chance. They got murdered by Alabama. If they would have to play Alabama, or if Alabama would have to play one of those teams, I think they would murder USC just as bad, if not worse. Well, I would at least rather see them murder somebody new as opposed to seeing them murder the same team twice in the season. I would... Hmm. And we don't have to worry about Florida getting in anymore, I don't think. While it might be mathematically possible if they beat Alabama, I feel confident in saying I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. I don't think USC deserves to even be in the conversation. Though. I mean, they were gifted a win against Arizona State. They had to come back against a winless Arizona team. And really, probably should have lost to UCLA. Now, give them credit for beating them. True, they didn't, though. And they're they still yep, undefeated. Yep, yep, and that's why it's... I'm not going to full-on say that they shouldn't be in the conversation, but I'll say no, they don't. I don't... I All wouldn't right. give them... I would give Cincinnati... I would much rather see Cincinnati. Okay, that's, that's what I was going to say next. Let's assume Notre Dame beats Clemson, and I don't think we're going to have a, a two-loss Clemson team on. Yep. It's who the fourth team would be, assuming that the others are Notre Dame, Alabama, and Ohio State. I think Cincinnati's fine. I, I'd be okay with it being Cincinnati over USC. I think. I, I don't think that's. I don't know if that's what they do, but I'd be fine with that. I think Cincinnati really their hopes took a major hit when their game against Tulsa got canceled this last weekend. Because that would have been a chance to beat a top 25 ranked team. And now you could still do that because Tulsa will still be ranked for the AAC championship game. But that's one less win against a ranked team than at the time that would have helped you leading into those playoff rankings. Um, But they should be sixth. uh, I would sixth or seventh because there's no way Florida is going to be. In that in that mix at all in the fold, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it'll. Be, I think Cincinnati will be six because A and M will be five. And uh, can you imagine? Like here's the other thing too. I mean, a two loss Clemson team's not going to make it. A no. one a one loss Notre Dame team will make it. I think. I think they would. I I agree with that. I think what we're looking at here. Uh, and so yeah, that that kind of just leads us into assuming it's not like a, they lose. Assuming Notre Dame doesn't lose the way Arizona lost to Arizona State, right? Seventy to seven, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, maybe they won't get it." Yeah, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Let's let's the so let's make these picks here, and then we'll we'll get into the playoff discussion here. Um, I don't know. Do you want to pick the MAC championship game between Ball State and Buffalo? Uh, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 sure, p.m. Buffalo's going to win. Okay. I've not seen either team all, all season. Now, that, they, so I don't know. Uh, but that's my, I'm picking Buffalo. Buffalo, uh, Jarrett Patterson is the running back for them. He has 18 touchdowns on the season. Five games. Like, he's the guy who's ran for over 300 yards multiple times. 400 yards 
I think against Bowling Green or Akron. That's right. I had already forgotten about that somehow, but yeah, now I remember that. I'm definitely taking Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, the Ryan Conference USA Championship game, UAB against Marshall, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Time on CBS Sports Network on Friday. Uh, you, I'm taking Marshall. I know a week or two weeks ago they laid an egg and played terribly. Against Rice, but, yep, 20 uh, nothing. I'm going to assume that that was just an aberration, and I'm still taking Marshall. As will I. Uh, so we're two for two there. Here's the, the one, the first of the games with true playoff implications. Pac-12 championship game, three and one Washington at number fifth or against 15th ranked USC, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time on Fox on Friday. Who you got? I want USC to win to make things interesting. I don't think it's going to matter though. I'm gonna, I'm taking Washington. Really? Okay, I'll take I'll take USC. I hope Washington wins just to USC's luck's going to run out. I hope you're right. I really do. Then on Saturday. Big Ten Championship game presented by Discover. Uh, number 14th uh, ranked Northwestern against number four Ohio State. Is there any way, any chance Northwestern pulls off the upset? I think it, no, not not unless there's like just the perfect number of Ohio State guys who can't play, but they're still forced to play the game anyways, and they're all starters that are out. I don't think it's going to be a bloodbath like five or six years ago when uh, they beat Wisconsin like 59 to nothing as like their last like, hey, we want to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that kind of vaulted them in. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think Northwestern, you know, will do a good job of playing like boring, gross, let's make the score low and run clock. Northwestern football. <laughs> yeah, doing what they've done for like the last eight years. But I think Ohio State still comfortably is going to win by something like thirty-eight to ten. I, I would, I would probably, I would tend to agree with that as well. And I don't think, regardless of what North, the only way Ohio State will be affected in the college football playoff rankings is if they lose. I don't see there being any sort of. If they win seventy to nothing, if they win thirty-eight to to twenty, anything, oh, maybe thirty-eight twenty, people will say like, oh, do are they really the fourth best team? But um, yeah, I think they're going to be in regardless. Uh, remember when Iowa State lost to Louisiana the first week of the season? I and, do. That's much more impactful on Iowa State season than I thought it would be at the time. Exactly. Uh, they uh, will take on number 11, Oklahoma. Iowa State is number 7 in the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC. Who you like in this one? I think Oklahoma is going to win. They look a lot better now than they did earlier in the year. I don't think they're going to blow them out. I think it will be a good game. But I think, I think Oklahoma is going to pull it out the second time with that quarterback that I don't like. I don't have a good reason for I forget what his name is. Uh, Rattler, I don't have any specific reason for not liking him. It's not like he did anything to me or said anything that made me angry. For some reason, I just don't like him. Spencer Rattler. I, I think, yeah, we get that. With, I'm sure you get that at time with sports, oh, yes. too. Oh, yes. Like, I don't know why, but I just don't like this guy for some reason. Absolutely. For whatever reason, I just don't really like Rattler. I, I, like you, will take Oklahoma. I mean, what Iowa State's done this year is remarkable, given, I mean, the first time ever in – that they've beaten Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas in the same season. It's just remarkable what Matt Campbell's done at Iowa, at Iowa State this year and throughout his entire tenure there. Um, 
Yeah, but, I, I thought there was a good chance he would be good at Iowa State. I didn't think he'd be this good like this soon. Also, where this year, I think this is year four. Like, if you would have told anyone, like, "Hey, Iowa State, four years from now you're going to be in the Big Twelve title game," I think you'd be like, "Yeah, I mean that sounds fun, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen." But here we are. Coastal Carolina flirted with disaster last week against Troy, but won in the final seconds. They are taking on number 19, Louisiana, in the Sun Belt Conference Championship game, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Coastal Carolina currently ranked 13th. This, uh, these are college football playoff rankings. These are not the AP or the coaches' rankings. So Coastal Carolina and Louisiana, who you like? I like Coastal Carolina. I think it's going to be another nail-biter. It probably only a three or four-point uh, win again. But I'm going with Coastal Carolina. They're my uh, they're my team this year because Nebraska's so terrible and it makes me angry when I watch that. I feel like the Chanticleers. Yes. They're gonna be the Chanticleers. Um <laughs> Louisiana's really good. And so I'm hesitant to take Coastal Carolina, but I think last week or the last game against Troy, it was they were just coming off of the euphoria of having college game day. There the week before and beating a great BYU team that, you know, maybe they weren't quite ready for that game against Troy. They'll be ready for Louisiana. I will take the Chanticleers as well. The ACC Championship game, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 3, uh, p.m. Central Time on ABC. Number three, Clemson. Number two, Notre Dame. It's weird that the ACC Championship game is not being played at night, but it's here in the afternoon. Who do you like in this one? It's something I never would have thought I'd say before the season. I think Notre Dame does it again. I think Notre Dame beats Clemson. No controversy or ACC stuff. Well, there could be controversy still, I suppose. But but not in terms of two from the same conference getting in and should they both get in. I think Notre Dame's going to erase any of that by winning again. This is the first game that we disagree because I think that... You know the first goal. We disagreed on the Pac-12. Also. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. That, the, this is the first one that probably really matters. That yes, of, of, of true significance. First go around in South Bend, they the Clemson played without Trevor Lawrence. That will be the difference here. I like Clemson to win, and uh, if they win, win or lose, Dabo Sweeney needs to just shut up. Uh, but uh, he'll run his yap regardless. But I like Clemson. To beat Notre Dame, and that will put two uh, teams from the ACC in the college football playoff in all likelihood. Um, I don't know what's more weird about this next championship game. Uh, Boise State against San Jose State, 4.15 p.m. Eastern, 3.15 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Is it? I don't know if it's the fact that the, Ma- the Mountain West championship game is on Fox or the fact that San Jose State is undefeated and in the Mountain West Championship game. <laughs> I think San Jose State being undefeated is a little bit more so, but they are both weird. And uh, I think I'm going with Boise State still. I, I am too. Boise I, State wins so often, it's just hard to pick. It's, I mean, especially in games like this. I mean, if it's, you know, against Georgia or something, you'd be like, well, I think I think the other team's going to win. I, I think Boise pulls it out. I think so too. I think they're the better team. They lost to a good uh, BYU team. And San Jose State, it's a great, great story. Great job what San Jose State's done. I mean, they don't have a home right now. 
because of what's going on in Santa Clara County with the, you know, barring contact sports and whatnot. So they're that's right. Somehow I'd completely forgotten about that. But yeah, that's yeah, that does make it even more impressive. It's just it so good for them. They're going to play this game in Las Vegas. Um, kudos to kudos to San Jose State for what they've done. I mean they they've beaten uh, good teams. You know, San, you know San Diego State's pretty good. Hawaii, not bad. You know they beat Nevada, and they really haven't had a home. But Boise State wins this one. Couple final ones here. Number one Alabama against number six Florida, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time on CBS SEC Championship game. Again, it's a little weird that this game is being played at night. The ACC and the SEC just flip times around. Uh, I'm going with Bama. I assume you are as well. I also am. I remember there were a couple of years in a row. I think it was when Jim Ackle was at Florida that Florida made the conference title game, and you just knew the game was over before it started. And it felt like that wasn't going to be the case this year. And then it was like, hey, I mean, I still think Alabama's going to win, but at least Florida wins ahead. And now I don't even have that feeling anymore after how they played last week. So, yeah, I think uh, – I mean, I don't think Alabama's going to win 50-3, to 3, but I think it'll, it'll, it'll probably be a little more high-scoring, but it'll basically be like the Ohio State won last week. It'll be like, oh, yeah, Alabama won. Yeah, 45-20 or something like that. And it wasn't as close as the score looked. It could be a 50, yeah, I would say it's going to be like a 55-24 to 24 game. Kyle Trask throws three touchdowns. Three I mean, touchdowns, two picks. I do picks. think Florida's going to play better than they played this past week, but, but I think it's not going to matter because Alabama's so much better. And it's on a mission after not winning or uh, anything the last two years. But it's also not going to matter for Florida from the standpoint that they don't have a shot at the playoff. So how... How? Well, where I mean, will their energy level? Win. None of these guys in Florida have won a conference title. Right. I don't know if any of them have played in a conference title. Because it was it Georgia the previous three years? So yeah. yeah. I mean, they do have something. I mean, they don't have as much to play for as Alabama does. But I think they would still be very excited to say that they are the conference champs. But I just but wonder, like we both said, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I just wonder where the energy level is going to be. That's my that's my big question. I, I don't know where their energy, where their heads are going to be at after after how they lost to LSU. I don't. I think it'll be good until they're down by 17 points, and then okay. it won't be good. All right. And, and then, their energy level will be bad. And then the American Athletic Conference Championship game, number 24 Tulsa at against number 8 Cincinnati, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Who do you like? Cincinnati. As do I. Go Joe Burrow. Oh, wait. Wrong, wrong Cincinnati football team. The Bearcats. Uh, I'm still going with Cincinnati as well. Uh, you know, Charlie, normally then we have you on to, to, to preview the bowls and, and stuff. I don't – we'll probably do that after Christmas with whatever bowl games are remaining. Um, so it, it's weird that we're already, you know, so close to Christmas. Um so I want to wish you. I want to be among the first to wish you a very merry Christmas, and uh, happy holidays, and a happy New Year to you. And uh, we will be chatting again here uh, as bull season rolls on. Thank you very much. I would also like to wish you a merry Christmas. And my one uh, last question for you, quick. Yes. Do you think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? No, absolutely not. Have no. you seen Die Hard? 
It's not a Christmas movie, Charlie. People at work get like I get riled up at work when people talk about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. It's not a freaking Christmas movie. Well, big, big freaking deal. It starts out at a holiday party. There's no part of this is truly Christmas. It's just no, 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 no. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a man who's not in his hometown and has to overcome obstacles to get back to his family on Christmas Eve. Maybe he, I don't know why he's going after his estranged wife on Christmas Eve. That seems a little. That seems a little. Uh, that alerts me to maybe call the cops. Separated people can't try to work things out. Don't you believe in Christmas miracles? Uh, not not when it comes to this. It's not a Christmas movie. I'm not as. I think it's sort of a Christmas movie. I'm not definitively saying it's <laughs> absolutely in every way. It should only be considered as a Christmas movie and nothing else. I do think it's kind of a Christmas movie, though. I also I so I've heard people say that oh you know if, what if it was released on Christmas Day does that make it a Christmas movie no because Daddy's Home featuring Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell came out on Christmas Day a couple of years ago I went and saw that in theaters that's not a Christmas movie there's like no part of that story that movie that even has Christmas I don't think in Die Hard it. was actually released over Christmas no it was going to be and then it ended up being the next summer yeah it's just but, it, but it's the it's like that argument that people make oh well if it was released at Christmas time is it a Christmas movie no it's not it's just when it was released so no uh, it's not a Christmas movie I didn't think you would have stronger takes on Die Hard than you did on uh, Big Ten and Ohio oh, State this is Die Hard being a Christmas movie is one of the things that I am most most passionate I, I, about. I, yes, I have the, some very very strong feelings about. Second, I, would you rather admit that Die Hard is a Christmas movie or admit your uh, your love for Steve Rogers? Yes, I, I was just gonna say I would much rather uh, take a Christmas uh, receive a Christmas card and take a holiday photo with Stan Kroenke than I would admitting Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Wow, we found a new a new high for that in terms of uh, anger directed towards. Oh yes, this is, uh, this is good to know. Yes, it, it, yes, it's just, it's not even a question. It's not even a question. I'd much rather go out to dinner with Stan Kroenke because I would hope you'd pick up the check. But regardless, uh, I'd much rather hang out with Stan Kroenke than admit that Die Hard's a Christmas movie. All right, this is good to know. I, you know what? I can tell my buddy Stan who I talk to right now. You're. Uh, Slowly getting back, or you slowly get back in your good graces. Man. Yes, yes, you can. It's not a Christmas movie; it just isn't. But Charlie, I always appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, we'll be chatting soon, but if we don't chat before then, uh, have a very merry Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you before the year's done. Yep, sounds good, buddy. You too. Thank you, Charlie Hildebrand, the Northwest Iowa Review, kind enough to join us here, and. Uh, get in the the Die Hard Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. It just isn't. And to all those people, I don't know what liquor you're on, but it's not a Christmas movie. So stop. Just stop. Uh, we'll wrap up this week's edition. But Ohio State, like the Big Ten, just go to hell. Go to hell, Big Ten. Uh, we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look back at Week 14 in the NFL and make some picks for Week 15. Maybe a couple other thoughts as well as we wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, now available 
on podcast.com. We will wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, looking back at week 14 in the NFL and make some early picks for week 15 in the NFL. We'll start uh, last week. Rams just embarrassed the Patriots. Uh, the The Rams defense played fantastic. Cam Newton actually got benched in this game in the fourth quarter for Jarrett Stidham. A rookie running back Cam Akers ran for over 170 yards. Rams get a defensive touchdown for the third game in a row, and they win 24-3. Patriots, seven losses this season for the first time since 2002. Sunday, uh, we, we discussed it at nauseum here. The, the Dan Bailey missing those four, uh, three field goals and an extra point. Uh, Bucks beat the Vikings 26-14, a damaging blow to the Vikings' playoff hopes. It's all going to come back down to if they had beaten Seattle or beaten Dallas earlier in the season. Uh, then you, you you can withstand some of these games. But this this is a tough one for sure. Uh, Andy Dalton comes back to Cincinnati. Leaves Cincinnati with a W. Cowboys annihilate the Bengals 30-7. to Wasn't really all that close. The Bengals fumbled on each of their first three possessions. Uh you're not going to win when you do that. They don't have Joe Burrow, so the season is a lost cause in Cincinnati for sure. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they are in first place now in the AFC. They've uh, clinched the AFC West by uh, by virtue of their win over the Miami Dolphins 33-27. to Miami's not in the AFC West, but because the Chiefs won, they clinched the AFC West. Uh, they were down 10 nothing in the second quarter, and all of a sudden, just like that, boom, they're up 30-10. to Midway through the third quarter, Patrick Mahomes did throw three interceptions, a very un-Mahomes-like performance by him, by his standards. But, I mean, when you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, it's just, it, it, they're just so good. They're so loaded. Uh, Tennessee Titans, led by Derrick Henry, 212 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns. They take down the Jaguars, 31-10, 12 losses in a row now for Jacksonville. And the Titans look really good. Mitchell Trubisky must have taken what the media was talking about this week, the storyline about the Bears selecting him over uh, Deshaun Watson, who went number 12 to the Texans back in the 2017 NFL Draft. He throws four touchdowns. Three touchdowns or four touchdowns? Three touchdowns as the Bears uh, humiliate the Texans 36-7. to uh, The Texans wide receiver core was com- almost entirely depleted and when you're going against good defense like the Bears you're going to have those issues so uh, Texans really struggled in this one Cardinals are back in the playoff picture right now as the 7 seed Kyler Murray and company get the job done against the Giants 26-7 but this was the Hassan Reddick show 5 sacks, 3 forced fumbles he was all over the field 8 sacks in total for the Arizona Cardinals really made Daniel Jones and the Giants uh, pretty miserable here in a good win for the Cardinals Denver Broncos get a 32-27 win over the Carolina Panthers Drew Locke throws 4 passing or throws 4 touchdowns Panthers were without DJ Moore. They were without Christian McCaffrey. So you knew it was going to be tough sledding for them in this one. And it proved to be the case. So they kept battling back. It was back and forth. But in, in the end, Denver takes it. Uh, the Jets still winless. They score on their opening drive of the game. Seventh straight game that they've scored on their opening possession. 
and yet they're still winless because the Seahawks then scored the final 40 in this one. Russell Wilson throws four touchdowns, uh, sat for the fourth quarter because he didn't need to do anything. Uh, Jets field goal kicker misses three field goals, and now he's out of a job. Uh, Seahawks win 40-3. to Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor, rookie running back from Wisconsin, looking very good. 150 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns. The Colts get a defensive score as well, and they beat the Raiders 44-27, who right now can't stop anyone. They fired their defensive coordinator, Bill or Paul Gunther, so uh, the Raiders will see what they can do, but they've lost three of four and really should have lost four in a row if Greg Williams wasn't a dumbass uh, former defensive coordinator of the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, sensational. Three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Packers beat the Detroit Lions 31-24. Matthew Stafford gets injured in this game. Don't know what his status is going to be like next week, but the Packers clinch the NFC North, and they are now in first place in the NFC uh, playoff picture. And why is that? Because the New Orleans Saints inexplicably lose to Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles 24-21. Hurts was making his debut. He rushes for over 100 yards, throws for 167 uh, Eagles defense played well. Saints, I don't know. Yeah, Taysom Hill wasn't great. Don't know if they just didn't show up for this one or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, not a good look for them. They now fall back. Uh, they're 10-3 and now. Packers are 10-3 and as well, but they have the, the tiebreaker because they beat New Orleans in New Orleans earlier this season. The Washington football team is in first in the NFC East, and they can thank their defense for it. Two defensive scores in this one, one of them by... The the favorite to be the defensive rookie of rookie of the year, defensive player rookie of the year, and Chase Young, uh, he was all over the place. Had a sack, forced fumble, fumble recovery, and a touchdown. He did wonderful things. The 49ers, just too many injuries, and it's it's really catching up to them now. They fall to five and eight. Washington six and seven now on the season. And in a game that just the epitome of how these two teams have their seasons have gone Falcons Chargers throw three interceptions in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter Chargers ultimately win 20 to 17 Matt Ryan three interceptions uh was one of the reasons why I lost in fantasy this week it's Travis and the Buffalo Bills how about Stephon Diggs 10 catches 130 yards and a score the Bills defense sensational they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 26 to 15. They get a pick six in this one. And then Monday night, the best game of the year. Uh, just absolutely phenomenal stuff. Baltimore and Cleveland combined for nine rushing touchdowns. They uh, Lamar Jackson has to leave this game because of cramps. I mean, he's still kind of recovering from the COVID bout that he had. Comes back just in time at the two-minute warning uh, with the Ravens facing a fourth and five. Trace McSorley the Ravens backup hurt his knee so he was done for the game and now he's on IR Lamar throws a touchdown to Hollywood Brown the Browns respond though tie the game back up after Baker Mayfield found Kareem Hunt but they left way too much time on the clock not that it was their fault or anything uh Justin Tucker then hits a 55 yard field goal to win the game 45 42 Craziness ensued on the pitchy-pitchy woo-woo, as ESPN Scott Van Pelt likes to call it, a safety, and Vegas made some money because the the Browns didn't cover and the Ravens win 47-42. to Make some picks for Week 15. We will not be picking games next week for Week 16 because there's no podcast. We're, we're taking the, the Christmas week off. But 
Thursday night football, week 15, it begins. LA Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on Fox. I, the, the, the Chargers, what? You think they're going to do it? I don't. And the Raiders' defense should be better in this one because Rob Marinelli's taking over and they can't be any worse. Fire's going to be lit under them, taking the Raiders here. Buffalo Bills at the Denver Broncos, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Central Time. NFL Network. It's a Saturday special, a doubleheader on the NFL Network on Saturday. Taking the Bills. Bills are the, for real. Um, picked them to be 8-8 eight eight this year, and that was a mistake on my part. I thought they'd be better. I just didn't know where or how it was all going to come about. I messed up. Bills win big. And the then 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on the NFL Network on Saturday. Carolina Panthers at the Green Bay Packers. I didn't think the Packers would be this good either, so I messed up on them. Playing in the cold, no thank you. Yeah, even if Christian McCaffrey plays, Aaron Rodgers and company roll. Let's go to Sunday then. It's the a de facto elimination game, quite frankly. 6-7 and seven Bears at the 6-7 and seven Vikings, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. I'm hesitant to pick the Vikings, but I'll, I'll take them regardless. Uh, think they can get the job done at home against the Bears. It's going to be tough, though. It's a very tough game. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. Just with everything that's going on with the 49ers right now and injuries and you know losing to the Bills and the Washington football team, can Dallas win this game? I don't know. I want to stay as far away from it as possible in the confidence points. This looks like a one-pointer for me. Uh, but I will take the... Did I dare take the Cowboys? Sure, why not? Taking Dallas. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Bucks just got to keep on winning. Got to stay in that playoff hunt. After what Matt Ryan did against the Chargers, I ain't trusting him. Taking the Bucks. Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Riding with the Colts. I was off. I thought the Colts would be 8-8 eight eight this year. They're doing better than... Again, the Bills and the Colts were the two teams at the beginning of the year that I thought would be better than their records were for sure. Uh, Texans, COVID, sitting them, uh, taking Indy. Detroit Lions at the Tennessee Titans, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. If Matthew Stafford plays in this game, the Lions have a shot. If he doesn't, they don't, and Derrick Henry will run all over the Detroit Lions defense, taking the Titans to win big. New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on CBS. The Patriots struggle in Florida when they go to South Florida, and that was with Tom Brady. What's what's Cam Newton going to be able to do this time around? Taking Tua and the Dolphins to win. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Baltimore Ravens, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on CBS. Ravens got that huge win Monday night. Jaguars playing tough, but nope. Ravens know what's in front of them, what they need to do. Uh, they're going to get a playoff berth here, I think, because they get to play the Jaguars, Giants, and the Bengals to end the season, taking the Ravens. Seattle Seahawks at the Washington football team, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. I don't know why I'm taking them. I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, they need to show me something. Washington playing well. Who knows what's going on at the quarterback position, but we'll ride with Russell Wilson and the Hawks to get the job done. New York Jets at the LA Rams, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox. 
are, are you serious? Like, why would we take the Jets here? Absolutely not. Rams all the way. Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Will both quarterbacks rush for over 100 yards in this one, respectively? No. Uh, Jalen Hurts played good. The Cardinals defense, they're good, though. Kyler Murray, better. I'll take the Cardinals over the Eagles here. And the big one, Kansas City Chiefs at the New Orleans Saints, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Saints, that was a bad loss against the Eagles. It's a must-win game here against the Chiefs, but I don't think it's going to happen. I like the Chiefs too much in this one here, uh, taking down the Saints. Cleveland Browns at the New York Giants, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. I'm concerned about the Browns from this standpoint. How do they respond after that devastating loss to the Ravens on Monday Night Football? I think they will bounce back. I think they will be just fine. I will take the Browns to beat the Giants. And then Sun, uh, Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. And you're going to, of course, we're taking Pittsburgh because Cincinnati's not good without Joe Burrow. And those are your Week 15 picks. Complete uh, full previews and predictions can be found in the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com in our football Friday post. I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Uh, we'll be taking next week off for Christmas. We will be back the following week, though. Talk about the bowl games. Talk about... Uh, Hopefully the Vikings still have a playoff, uh, a shot at the playoffs. Beat Chicago. Beat New Orleans on Christmas Day. Wouldn't that be a wonderful treat, Vikings fans? A wonderful present on Christmas Day. We'll see if it happens. But um, we'll see what happens. Uh, stay safe out there. Wear a mask. The, the vaccine is here. Everyone will get it here in due time if they want to. Um, so our, our life is going to hopefully come back here sooner rather than later but um yeah so for charlie and travis i'm nathan thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the sports block podcast let me be among the first to wish you a very merry christmas and happy holidays enjoy the enjoy next week enjoy it with your immediate family any friends uh smaller gatherings are likely to happen across the country so um enjoy them enjoy the christmas uh season enjoy uh the holidays next week And we'll talk to you the next week for the final podcast of 2020. So for Travis and Charlie, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks on the Sports Block Podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays.